Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Let's start it right there. Yo, this bass line sounds so familiar. Every piece is for you. I don't want to be just a memory. She just dropped her album. And I don't want to feel I should play the song off the actual album. <laughs> now I've played the reference. I gotta be strong now. You guys know where it's from. I gotta show you how I love you like I'm never ever lost. Talk to Kingdom. What? Don't tell me that it's not enough. My time is up. You're over us. Cause I think I might do anything for you. This is her new banger with Lucky Day. Mm. You gotta love a Lucky Day joint. Lucky Day hasn't missed. Oh, you know it's yeah. all wedding worthy. Walking down the aisle worthy when it's Lucky Day. Oh, yeah. He's got that tone to his voice. Mm-hmm. Very smooth. Very. I would love to hear a Lucky Day Bruno Mars. Good God. Good God. Which, by the way, Bruno is the first. Five times. Diamond, baby. Diamond. First ever in history. We're going to talk about that. You know I'll come with my takes, baby. <laughs> don't like that anymore. Sounds like One something Lucky would produce or like his people would produce, right? Smooth as fuck. Sound, it sounds like it's somebody's running through a field of daffodils. <laughs> Dandelions. You know, just like slow, slow motion. <laughs> all the white linen. Lucky day. Or just on the beach. White linen. Straight linen. <laughs> white linen. <laughs> Got the buttons down to the chest. Mm. You gotta little, show the chest hair. Oh, little, little chest hair action. We don't love like that. Oh, man. Beautiful song. That's the shit I want to fall asleep to. Right? Or wake up to. Or wake up to. Fall asleep music is also very good wake up music. Mm. Like, best part, falling asleep to best part. Ooh. Yeah. Peaceful. Then waking waking up on a Sunday morning to best bling, part. Bling. Tranquility. Sun just peeking through the blinds, nigga. And then you you hear her just coming. (sighs) You smell Aki and Sawfish from the kitchen. You ain't Mm. even in there yet. (laughs) (laughs) Turn to the right. Oh shit, my girl's not in bed. Okay, Mm. (laughs) get food. That's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. You know, it's a beautiful thing. What's a beautiful thing? Intern, I'm looking at you specifically because he knows what the beautiful thing is. He experienced it. It's me. 
shooting and making it fucking rain <laughs> all over Norm's court. <laughs> Twitter saw it first. Twitter <laughs> saw a glimpse. <laughs> and perhaps the only glimpse. <laughs> because he's the editor. <laughs> he is owner of the device that took the video. I love I love that he he released the footage right away to to, to, to make sure to set the narrative Had straight. To. Had to. Like Norman Caught hit with a nice little fadeaway and one. Yo, boom, you know. There's this one play. I don't know what happened. Did I? Did you, oh, oh, yeah. Through the legs no. like three times? <laughs> what? Oh, no. <laughs> Yo, I was killing him on that. But there was this one play where he like scrambled out of like the three of us and ended up getting a jump shot off. And I was like, that's going to be the only shit he shows. <laughs> he going to edit this shit. And that's going to be the only play everyone sees. And he started over laughing over. immediately because he knew that that's what he was thinking in that moment. <laughs> you, you're lucky I get high and forget and be, get lazy sometimes because I did not edit that fast enough. Good. You released your side of the narrative. You should have never sent us clips. <laughs> I know. I was like, he sent me clips. Oh, you know what? Yo, you know how he thinks he's slick? He sent the first clip through the photo thing that disappears because that was a greasier one. That's the greasier <laughs> That was the greasier one. one. He did the up and under. Fucking layup up and under. That yeah, was but, the greasier but, one. And he sent it so it disappeared. That was an under. That was a through the leg joint too. Oh, that was one of no, the. No, it was around no, the that was back. The, that was around, I put it around your back. No, you, you went around me and then went the other way. Yeah. I put it around your back from, <laughs> from reverse and then just went up and then did a circus shot, put a little English on it. And this nigga sent it as the one that could disappear like Snapchat. <laughs> and send the other basic ones. No way ones. we'll keep this. Send a fucking one of me shooting an air ball. like, this <laughs> bastard's going to repeat this. <laughs> He's just going to have this on a loop. Oh, man. Yeah. When, when you show your shot, I'm going to remix it with the fucking shot of you missing air ball. <laughs> this guy just put Parkdale whisper <laughs> right over it. Like, I'm some homeless bum oh, that man. can't play basketball. <laughs> it's rap for me. I'm going to go viral on TikTok for being horrible. No, that then that. I'm gonna start a GoFundMe. I've already planned out my whole escape route. <laughs> the rollout for the escape. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna put up a GoFundMe and pretend to be one of his Parkdale Whisper homeless cast members. <laughs> he hasn't credited me. He I told challenged him not me to, do to this. a game. He said that no matter what, win or lose, I would get a meal. And he took that from me and embarrassed me. Give me money, world, please. <laughs> Mind no, you, that was fun, Mar man. Marlon was close to winning the game of 21, actual 21 to 21. It wasn't a yeah, game of 21 yeah. to 11. Or yeah, no. or <laughs> definitely not. And, uh, and then we let, we let homie win. Like, I thought you or Cam were going to take I it. I was tired, bro. I was, listen. You was winded. Two or three dribbles, bro. Heavy, heavy breathing. Mm. Backwards just, I could feel the backwards. I could feel Panting. whiskey. Oh, man, mm. it was bad. It was bad. And... I was like, I, you just realize in that moment, especially like what I immediately went to was all the older heads when I was younger, to just marveling at my energy. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Just being like, yo, <laughs> this, this kid just doesn't stop. <laughs> yo, yeah, watch what old age catch you. Watch what it, it's gonna happen to and you too. And I was like, good, I'm never boy. gonna be like you old ass fat ass niggas. Like I'll just be, uh, and now I'm the old ass fat ass nigga. And it feels horrible. So, I mean, you have the shot of a guy that used to play ball. Yeah. Right? Muscle memory. Like, when you took your shot, you know, you could be like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's how a guy that used to be athletic shoots. It's <laughs> a lot of arms because you ain't jumping as high. You ain't reaching the top of your, 
the apex I'll, of your I'm jump. mostly arms. <laughs> like Bro, 90% you of my body is Yo, arms. this man can scratch his knees without bending. It's a okay? gift, really. He it's got the octa arms. So, like, when I, saw you, when I saw you just lift the ball straight up and just, I'm like, yo, you took a Daniel little three. Like, yeah. that was logo three. And was, <laughs> from, from my little short arms, I'm just like, it takes all my power to just, uh. It's only good for slapping kids from yeah. a range at which people would be like, you couldn't slap that kid from that low. He didn't even <laughs> bend. <laughs> it's impossible. That's why I, all I could do is I can't I can't drive in because I'm gonna get blocked if I go in too close. I can't shoot from far because my my shot ain't strong enough. So I hug the mid range. I'm a, I'm a mid range. <laughs> you are a mid ranger. You're a mid range penetrator. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> big pause. <laughs> big, yes. big big pause energy. <laughs> my penetration is mid range. I will not be saying pause in the month of June. I'm just gonna point that out. <laughs> yes. Um, Let that shit play. <laughs> we're letting that shit play all June. Um, but yeah, no, it was fun, man. It was mad fun to just get out there, play ball again. Like I was itching to play. Mm. I bought a basketball on Amazon on Wednesday. Was like waiting for it to come through, waiting for it to come through. And now I can't put it down. Yeah. I'm in my house. I'm holding the basketball. My girl's like, you're not going to let that go. Are you? I'm like, no, you don't understand. <laughs> I'm doing Euro steps <laughs> on my coffee table. Like <laughs> in a game right now. Um, every and like, Sunday, bro, come on out. Yeah, man, Christy Pitts. We've been playing. Um, Who wants ball. it? Who wants it? Come to um, Christy Pitts. Been shooting it up. Uh, I'm. I <laughs> literally started uh, working out today. I was like, no. <laughs> it was such an eye opener. I'm like, no, mm. nope. Got my jump rope out. Got my my uh, resistance bands. Got my thirty pound dumbbell. I bought on Amazon too last week. You know, going I, in. I was looking through some old uh, extra gravy pictures because I was like filing all the photos I have, mm -hmm. and there's a photo of us where. We're pretty skinny, bro. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. We look, we look yeah. pretty fit. That's and I'm like, I had no neck. What happened to us, bro? We let ourselves go. I mean, it was the quarantine, quarantine 15, whatever it was. <laughs> but I was like, we, we, we were skinny at one point. Yeah. Because I do remember there was a time when you were working out profusely. A lot. A like lot. You were in yeah. the gym. I don't know if it was Five TJ that week. was pushing you or whatever, but you were in the gym all the time. Five days a you week. You come man. to the to the pod after a workout or with your gear ready to go to a workout after. Yeah, man. Good times. Time to bring that back. Yeah, man. Good Time life open, please. <laughs> Even if good life doesn't open, like my building amenities need to open, man. I'm so sick of this, bro. Mm. Like, why do I have condo amenities? I should be getting a discount. You shouldn't be paying maintenance and amenity fees. I should not be paying not condo them. amenities type money. If I don't have the condo amenities. Because you're really paying for the maintenance of those used th things. Yeah. Pool. Uh, but if they're not being used, they're not, you don't need to maintain something that's not being messed with. I, I don't miss the MAGA-ness, though. Because you guys don't understand. I was, <sighs> I was detrimentally MAGA. Like, I was really skinny. I don't even know why girls talk to me, honestly. Looking back. I look at some of the pictures, I'm like... <laughs> Like, I said it in that video, the one I was roasting myself. I'm like, some of y'all had sex with this. I don't, I don't understand. How did you not get paper cuts? Yeah, when you would rock a marina, when you would rock one of the... What do you mean when a marina would rock me? <laughs> <laughs> that shit look baggy on you, bro. I had a baggy uh, white Jamaican beater. mesh tank tops are supposed to be tight. tight. On you, that shit was loose. Loose as hell. Looked like and, a crew neck. And on top of that, like, your, your, your neck... Was so Mog like non-existent. It looked like a dick shaft, bro. Like <laughs> your neck looked See my like a Adam's hard apple dick shaft. Way too clearly. <laughs> <laughs> that Adam's apple's far too defined, young man. <laughs> 
There's a small child in his throat. Get him. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, but, you know, Busta Rhymes back in the day used to be really skinny, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you see how big and brolic and, you know. Jamaican Uncle Delroy. Bruh. Uh, blood cells kicked in. The way Jamaicans just thicken up after a certain point, no oh, matter yeah. how skinny they were when they were younger and their dance hall days. It's always the same shape, too. Square front shoes. And the next thing you know, they get old and... All the dumplings and fried festivals. It's and always the same shape. We're always shaped like Bowser. Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are shaped, are shaped like Bowser. Because the neck gets, the neck fat gets to a point where it starts just going into the head. It like, it's so seamless that it doesn't even seem wow. like a neck anymore. And then the gut, you get the, the Guinness gut. That's what I. That's what I call it. The GG. Barrington Levy just <laughs> Barrington Levy gut, wow. and then yeah, man, and then your shoulders start hunching, and it's over from there. You get some sandals, it's a wrap. <laughs> Once you get the sandals, is you're full on. Yeah. You've accepted your role. You know what you are in society. Sandals are self awareness. I just want to put that out there. What are you saying, bro? If you see a Jamaican, no, if you see a Jamaican in the Jamaica, you know those sandals, the Jamaican yeah. barbecue sandals. Yeah, 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 yeah. That man has accepted. He's past midlife crisis. Is it, is it the leather straps? Like yes. The, yeah. Oh, and it's and brown. It, and it has the buckle. Yeah, with mm. the buckle, it is brown mm. and it's like ribbed. Yeah. <laughs> It's like a full saddle the, shoe. There's the ones that are mesh too, that kind of look like basket, basket yes, weave. Yes. The leather, brown leather basket weave. That, the, yeah, no. That's and then with a really, really a sign dry of, back foot. With a super dry back yo, I foot. I tweeted that today. I'm like, yo, I want to see no band-aids on heel backs this year. <laughs> like, get, y'all get had the, stone, the whole man. quarantine to moisturize your heel backs. I don't want to see any band-aids on heel backs. This is yeah. crazy. And I don't want to see nobody barefoot in the club. Like that, if this quarantine didn't teach you nothing, is that mm. people are dirty. Places are dirty. Mm. You shouldn't have had it before pandemic, and I definitely don't want to see no Flintstones feet in the club <laughs> this pandemic, because that's just no. Ridiculous. No matter how drunk you got in the club, and no matter how uncomfortable those heels are, or even those platforms are. As for soon you as men. I hear she's a runner, <laughs> she's a track star, I'm coming straight to you with the camera. I'm putting it right on your feet. Everyone must know. Have you ever seen a man take off his shoes at a club and walk barefoot? Um, only what? a white guy, and he was on coke. Mm. He was, it was over. He yeah. was, he, <laughs> I can't he looked like Incredible Hulk, to be honest, because he had his jeans rolled up. He ripped his shirt off because he was pissed. Like, he was just coked out. Yeah, yeah. And just walking on glass. It was just a sight. Oh. It was a sight to see. Cokeheads are incredibly superhuman. <laughs> Cokeheads and crackheads. Yeah. Superhuman people, especially on the rock. Mm-mm. Man, speaking of rock the block, my, my my Parkdale block is so hot. I watched somebody die the other day. What? Like, bro, it was like. So here's the scenario. All I hear is, like the, the screech of the car. Mm. I hear the hit. I'm like, damn, that was loud. And there's a car accident. And all I hear is, oh, he did. I was like. What? I'm not kinda, going to the I kind of laughed. I, I laughed not going for to the a second because I just heard, oh, he did. Oh, he did. And then I look outside and there's this dude just slumped, just like leg twisted up, lying down. And then people are like, oh, shit. People pull out their phones. Some people are like, no. Oh, pull he. out their phones? And then amidst all this, like <sighs> some people are coming out to help. Some people have their phones. Some people are calling the police. Um, and there's this one like, beggar. What, sorry. I, what is... Okay, fights, I get it. Mm. I understand it, right? 
cops, injustice. I get it. You Break out evidence. the camera. Yeah. Someone just died. Right. What is the end goal of that video? If it's just to show someone like, yo, look what I just seen today. That's fucking that's still wild. Look what I just seen. Here's a dead person. Mm. I'd block you. Even if you're my homie. Like when my friends send uh, knockout videos, people getting jumped, um, shot, stabbed, anything gory, horrific, I, I block you. Rod.com. I'm muting you. You don't like that, Rod.com? I don't like that shit. Mm-hmm. I don't like that shit, bro. I remember when I it used to, on um, Worldside, you used to have the fight compilation, the knockout compilation. Yeah, yeah. Bomb fights and all that avoided shit. Avoided that bitch like the plague. I like a good knockout though. I'm not gonna lie. I do once in a while. Once in a while, but, but it's gotta the, be the, like the crack bones. Oh, this I is my take thing. No crack bones. I don't mind a knockout. It's the excessive, yeah, ones where it's like you get knocked out, then ten mans are jumping on your yeah, head yeah. while your lifeless body is. I don't like that. Shit. Yeah, when you see somebody's head get cracked on the floor when they fall back, and then somebody just run up and do Kicks a like, soccer kick d- to the yeah, face. It's like, yo, the man like, is I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. I feel you on that. I, uh, knockout, I have no problem seeing mm. that. I've watched boxing and UFC my whole life. Like, that's light. But, but it's the excessive shit mm. that I don't like seeing. But speaking on the insensitivity, right? you did have the people outside with their phones out, just like, uh, what's going on here? But there was this beggar that's always out on the street in front of the LCBO going, spare change for coffee, spare change for coffee. Yeah. And he never wants coffee. You'll bring him a coffee, and I'm like, I don't want coffee. Spare change for coffee. Spare nice. change for That's just his thing, right? <clears throat> you hear it every day, like, oh, fucking shut up. It's so loud. But there's this guy slumped out on the floor. All these people are like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And out, out of nowhere, just cutting through all the tension is, spare change for coffee, spare change for coffee. And I was just like, this is the most fucked up corner ever. And that fast forward, like, three hours later, I'm parking my car. I see outside of my door this dude just going through luggage, uh, luggages of shit. I guess he found a bag or whatnot, and he was just taking whatever he wanted, leaving whatever he didn't care for, and he packed up his bags, left, and left a huge mess in front of my door. I wanted to come out and be like, yo, get the fuck out of here. He looked very dirty, and I was like, "Ah, I'm just going to wait till he leaves. I don't want to deal with this right now. You know? You don't want to bum bump. Right. You know what I'm saying? There's a second time I I wanted to tussle with a a street guy, but I was like, I also don't. You know? So I just waited for him to finally leave. So I get to my door and I just I kick shit aside. And, and as I'm going up, I see my roommate coming down. I'm like, bro, or my neighbor. I'm like, yo, bro, there's all this shit downstairs. There's like a wing scale. There's clothes, whatever. And he opens the door and he got so mad at it. Because we wake up the shit at the front of our doors all, all the, the time. time. Like, literally shit, shit, right? Yeah. So he just got so mad and just kicked it from the front of the, front of the door. It went onto the road, right? The, <laughs> the wing scale. And then... I go downstairs with a bag to pick up some of the stuff to throw it out. And then I see these, these three people riding their bike. Two people dodge the weighing scale. And then the third person kind of just like looking down and sees it a bit too late. Slightly rides over it, but tries to get around it. But then just wipes out like a big flip. And as she's doing it, she's like, oh, it's happening. <laughs> like she's like, oh, it's happening. <laughs> but her saying, oh, it's, oh, happening, it's happening as it's happening. <laughs> and then she braces herself and catches herself. <laughs> oh, it's happening. Oh, <laughs> oh no. You know, and I'm watching it happening. I'm watching it happening as she's saying it's happening. And then she hits the ground. She braces herself. And it was pretty like she 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 landed well. So yeah. she didn't really hurt herself as much 
as she could have. But then she got back. I'm like, "Ooh, girl, you good?" And she's like, "Yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay." I'm like you, you took that like a champ. And she's like, "Ooh, that could have been worse." And then she just drove off. And I was like, "Man, this fucking corner is just too hot, bro. <laughs> There's too ki- much no, that happens on that corner." You're looking at it the wrong way. I love it. This though. corner is writing material. It <laughs> is. Sit at your window and just write a show. <laughs> like, just oh, write a show. Man. Because look how look how viral just the interaction with one yeah. of yeah. those guys went. Like, imagine a whole show on their lives. Like, it would be incredible. And then you bring them on, you bring them to TIFF, right? Get them some money, bring them the cans. Well, that's what I've been trying to wrap my head around. Like, how do I help these monetize people. this and give it back, or like find a way to just show them, hey guys, look, you're, you're it's tough. You're stars. Every I'm, time I think about the whole homeless helping, how would I help a homeless person? It's like it takes so much more. It like the amount of time it takes to really not just help someone, but rehabilitate someone. Essentially. Yeah. It's not a one stop thing. It's you not know? like here's ten thousand, twenty thousand, sort your life out. There you go. You finally got it. It's like, no, you got to really coach that person, yeah. mentor them day to day for a long extended period of time until they find them, their old selves back. Yeah. Because essentially, like, you've the amount of mental illnesses you can just um, accumulate by being a homeless person, people ignoring you, treating like you, mm. you like you're invisible. People yeah. don't want to hold conversations with you longer than 30 seconds. Because they think you're dirty or they you stink or whatever, they, or that you're gonna attack them. Even people are being adverse to you, thinking that you're gonna attack them just because you you don't have a home. <laughs> like it's it's the, all those things. Like and then on top of that, the stress, the anxiety, yeah. finding a next meal, finding somewhere to sleep, find especially in this city or this country rather, finding somewhere warm during winter. Yeah, it's like that shit has an immense toll on people. And when I think about helping a homeless person, I'm like, the amount of homeless people I would want to help once I'm rich, I would need an entire building of people and a system to go through. And even then, it's too slow. Yeah, <laughs> you'd need a bunch of philanthropists to start a multiple of these systems that yeah. don't pay back. There's no payback. Yeah. These would have to be just genuine, from the heart things. Create a system where people who are also because this is the thing: when you're doing this, you can't even rely on the the kindness of others to be like, okay, yeah, they're gonna do this for free. Because first of all, you can't rely on people who are doing things for free, yeah. whether it be for time, for dedication, for effort. Once you put money, that is incentive. Right, so now you have to pay a staff <laughs> to right, take care right. of that homeless person and to rehabilitate them. It's a lot of money and a lot of effort and a lot of time, and just at the rate of which you would, I would want to do it, it just doesn't seem feasible. You know what I mean? Um, I sometimes feel like a lot of homeless people know things that we don't. Yeah, and like because they know things or see things, and when I see like no things, like for instance. <laughs> My buddy was telling me of a story when he did some LSD and he's at this party and he saw this crazy woman before going to the party. And as it kicked in, like they kind of looked locked eyes with each other. And she's like, oh, now we're in the same like we're in the same realm. Realm. <laughs> oh, you're seeing the things I and you hear the, and see the things I yeah. see. huh? And he looked at her like, 
how did you know I'm, I'm high right now? And like, he was at the party just jamming and every now and then he'd just turn and see her like pop out and like look at him like, you see it, right? It's like they have a secret. Right? Yeah. And, and he's like, bro, it was tripping me out so much because- Was he seeing it? He was seeing things and like enjoying looking and then he'd look at and then he'd just look to the side and see her and she'd be like, she'd be yeah, like yeah, I see it too, buddy. <laughs> and she's not even on anything. She's just on it naturally. And he's like, damn. That's Imagine crazy. seeing- things that nobody sees all the time and just having to live with that well this is the thing you know right I mean? we talked about i think i brought it up a couple of weeks ago about how much light the eye can capture yeah, and can yeah. take in and absorb right and for some people that range is way higher than for other people so like for example i don't know if you ever seen a cat just sit still in a room and just be looking up and it looks like it's so focused on something and there's nothing there. You're like, what the fuck is wrong with yeah, this cat? Yeah. And it, obviously we learned that it's UV light and all that stuff, but the human eye obviously can't catch can't that. Catch UV. But what is in that UV light that can be seen by other yes, people? Yes, what can be magnified under UV light? You know what I mean? Sure. Are people, when people say they see ghosts, is that just a certain amount of light that you're about able to take in where you can see something there that other people can't see. Right. Right. And that shit terrifies me. <laughs> it terrifies me for so many reasons. Let's hold on. I feel like not seeing things. <laughs> Welcome back. You sons Welcome of bitches. back. You bitches. <laughs> I never get. Can't old. believe how much of a piece of shit you are. <laughs> um, yeah, finger. No, don't finger your coworker. Give them the finger. <laughs> do not. Oh, do hey, keep your fingers to yourself, you sick bastards. If you're on Zoom right now, just <laughs> give it to them. There's no Zoom. You were here in the room. No, if you're on Zoom at work, Zoom. Oh, work Zoom. <laughs> yeah. If you're in the work Zoom. Office. Let's wave your genitalia from below the computer's camera. Yes. yes. <laughs> Flip the bird from behind the screen. As you guys can hear, um, we do not have Alicia here today. Alicia. Unfortunately, Alicia was arrested um, for stepping on little man's. Uh, Bear men's have been stepped on. She's a big stepper. <laughs> you know what I mean? Big, big stepper. Big stepper. Nah, bird Alicia's around. right, man. She's, she's going to be here next week. Um, she's doing some family stuff today. So let's send her our love. Send her our love. With a dozen roses. Send a knock knock joke. Need to make you noses from the bottom of my heart. Okay, keep in your pants in turn. Thank you. When was the last time you heard a good old born Jamaican yes, song? Uh, no. I'm good. That's the only one song I know about. Do they have a second song? Who? Born Jamaicans? Send me a love with a dozen roses. Oh, okay. Make sure that you lose it. Wow. <laughs> wow. That is vintage. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Don't hold back the feeling. Got y'all niggas old. Why did I want to start it there? Oh, yeah, because we wanted to get into I wanted to get into this fucking UFO shit. Let's go. Oh. There's been no better time to use this sound bite. Than this particular time in human history. So, apparently, allegedly, June 1st, the government will be releasing what information <laughs> they have about alien existence. And it's already been confirmed. They've, they've already gone on record saying, listen, they're here. All right, they're, they're here. 
They've been here. They've been here for a minute. Now, my thing is, why are they telling us now? <laughs> what is... Because this is how I feel. I feel like every uh, big jump in human evolution or human progression, even just as people, like, loving and understanding each other, I feel like every time they allow us some leeway towards that way... They've already had some plan. There's some plan about why this is okay for it to be. Because, like... It's like internet. It's like, we had... They had internet since the 50s, but they're like, I think that people... Now that we know how to use this properly with the people, yeah. let's let them have it. It's, it's very odd to me. Like, even just the whole, like, Black Lives Matter the, during the quarantine time and, like, all these companies apologizing and all this shit. I'm like... But people have been calling out these companies for decades. What is it? Why now? Why now? Why is it people outcry? Is it so important now? And I couldn't find the angle. I still don't find. I still don't know the angle there, right? And with the whole UFO thing, like I, I just first of all, I have so many thoughts on aliens. Do you guys, we all Bro. believe in aliens in here. No, yeah, yeah. You know, I do now. No. <laughs> My my question is, if they knew about aliens all this time, yeah, why did they allow Hollywood to create all these movies of us murking aliens and warring with aliens? But those aliens, see, that's the thing. Those aliens in the movies are always monsters. That's what I'm saying. Right? Aliens, if we're getting technical, us going to Mars, we're aliens to Mars. We're just humans, but mm -hmm. we're aliens to Mars, right? Aliens is just your foreign species to this planet. Mm -hmm. So who's to say that aliens aren't just normal fucking looking people? Like yeah. <laughs> who's to say that, right? And I think Hollywood doing that is was more so uh, because I remember they were saying something about if we were to let the, the real secrets of everything um, – out just willy-nilly like everybody could just read everything mm. the world would be anarchy yeah. people would be it would be chaos people would yeah. be raping and pillaging and just doing well, whatever the fuck they want just think if was like all religion why? was just like negated because they're like wait so you're telling me there's aliens so which means all religion is now defunct i think it i think really you know funny I mean? enough i think religion has a lot to do with aliens <laughs> that's my person Probably. i've always thought that the bible is a metaphor. story, but it's metaphor. It's, because it's written by men, I still don't think those men, especially given the information we have now and completely did not have then, I don't think those men could articulate and put together some of the stories mm -hmm. that they have co completely accurately. I feel like there is, it was their interpretation, mm -hmm. correct? You'd always, they always had to use anecdote or some sort of thing to, to describe something as opposed because there were no terminologies to exactly. describe specific things. So they need stories or things to compare it to, metaphors, uh, analogies, and whatnot. So, like, yeah, like, for instance, the, the, there's like, I forget what story it was in the Bible, but about the, uh, this, this guy had a dream about the golden st uh, the statue with, like, the head... It just had different body parts, like different layers mm -hmm. of it. And, then, and I always wondered, like, oh, this dream, I know this is not, like, real, but the way it explained each uh, tribal powers in the Bible and whatnot, I was like, oh, that's a cool description of how the uh, powers were in the Bible at the time. Mm -hmm. But 
for me, you it's needed like, that that cool uh, com- comparative thing to to be able to explain it properly. Yeah, right? for people, to, for other people Back to understand it. Yeah. Exactly, and you needed documentation mm. more importantly because true, there was true. no documentation of anything. Yeah. So it's like, yo, let's keep a record of all this shit because a lot of shit's happening. So, like for example, a- angels. I don't know that angels are the fucking cream cheese commercial version. Like, I don't know w- what are angels. Yeah. You know what I mean? Are angel, Technically, they do just we said have that the physical structure of a human. Do angels have the physical structure of a human? Do they have whatever, whatever, yeah. whatever it are is? They a spirit? The fact that they? they came from the sky tells me something, right? And when you match that with, for example, the 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 markings in. Egypt in the tombs and those same markings with these figures with human bodies and animal heads mm-hmm. giving the humans certain tools and they said that they, you could map out them teaching them irrigation and how to irrigate the land and, and plant things that can grow and then you go to South America and tombs that are dated at the same time have the same figure doing the same things on two opposite sides of the world. Like, how do you, how does that happen? Yeah. yeah. Then you have these planes. Did you see the, the, the video of these little golden planes that they found in a Royal tomb? There's this little, there's like eight yeah. or nine golden yeah, yeah, little yeah. planes. They, look like they all look almost. very, yeah, they look yeah. very different. Right, they all—they're all different types of crafts. But they got little antenna, and like yeah, yeah, yeah. But they look—you can tell it's planes. And they said that they tried to fly them, and, and they all successfully flew like planes. They had the dimensions, and take that in—it's not—they're obviously not planes because they can fit into two fingers. But the fact that the their math was so precise then that a small object they could. Scale it down to a small object and it could still do the same thing. How? Hmm. Then hmm. you look at some of these ancient, the, a lot of the ancient um, things that they have in museums or the uh, places in India, certain mosques. We have 3D printers that cannot recreate those structures. 3D printers. Yeah. Their job is to copy <laughs> what is being put in. But it still and they cannot replicate what those buildings and those models or those architectures ha- have been built. H- how do you explain that? You know, there's, um, you ever see that video of, I think it was like an Indian scientist, like messing around with a Tesla coil mm. that he created. And he had a light bulb as this Tesla coil is just turning around, mm. holding the light bulb. That light bulb is lighting up like it's attached to a, to a socket. Yeah. But he's just holding it. Then he takes a little piece of something, Puts it in the middle, that thick piece goes on fire, creates fire, creates energy with this one Tesla coil that is not radiating anything negative to his body. And it made me wonder when they were talking about the the, the Egyptian pyramids and how inside is dark, the corridors are super dark, but there's no small uh, smut level uh, smut residue because normally you'd think okay, fire they, they could only walk around in fire yeah. with fire lamps or whatnot or torches no to be able to illuminate these things these corridors but then there's no smoke soot there's no burn marks there's no nothing so I was just imagining maybe they were they were already hip to game with the Tesla coils or with whatever that energy is and they were able to tap into that without like a different 
technology that was done away with because of whatever ice age or something happened to yep. wipe them out. Yep. You know, I, I always wonder, when is that going to happen to us? Like, when is all the information on the internet, like something happens and all the energy disappears? There's no more electricity There's to power up these com- supercomputers mm. to be able to access that information. And then next thing you know, like, all that information is gone. We got to start from scratch again. Nah, that's why Stone you Mountain know? exists. All that information is stored away in a mountain mm. in the middle of America. <laughs> like, yeah, the same uh, stone. Mm. Is it Stone Mountain? What is, is that it? what they call it? Yeah, right. What is the Stone Mountain? And they, this is the same company that shreds legal documents. Yeah, think about that. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Same company that shreds legal documents. Yes, that's right. For some of the most powerful entities in the world. Yeah. Also store a lot of human history in a mountain. Deep under the earth. <laughs> it's, it's behind Mount Rushmore. It's, it's dog. It's behind Mount Rushmore? Bro, you're not getting there. You're not getting there. You're not getting there. There's no way you're getting there. You're not getting there. Why is that so protected? What's in there? <laughs> and why are they shredding legal documents? Is it just shredding or is it scanning while shredding? Can you imagine bombing <laughs> I'm a conspiracy man, eh? You guys know me. Conspiracy Marlon. <laughs> Marlon got his tinfoil hat on today, folks. <laughs> I've got it. Oh, I got a tinfoil tin uh, new era. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's sick. The alien, the alien new era release. The alien new era release. Don't sleep. <laughs> the shit is just weird, bro. It's just really weird. You seen Shaq? Did you see the Shaq interview? Yeah, bro. Shaq yeah. said it gives that story about how him and uh, a friend of his after a Lakers practice. Yeah. Um, went out with these two girls. There's They're the going back take. to the car, and there's this saucer-like um, ship that's hovering near the parking lot. They all see it. They all acknowledge that the y'all seeing this, mm-hmm. and as soon as they said that, gone, disappeared into the light. And Shaq said. None of them ever said anything to anybody because they're like, everyone's gonna think we're fucking crazy. Yeah. And he, Huh? It was Tesla. Yeah. It was Elon. (laughs) So last week I went to the cottage and I went only for a night. Mm -hmm. I went because the the homie Nitty was like, last time I went up north, did some shrooms, a little bit of LSD. You know, there's something he does all the time. So it's nothing new. Him and three of his buddies and then one of his friends who normally does it with them. But decided, today I'm going to be sober. I missed my flight. I'm kind of mad. Whatever. Mm. So he's chilling sober. The other three guys are just floating, hallucinating, high off LSD and shrooms. Having a great time. But they're very sane and very like, they, know, they can handle their shit, right? They've done it. They're, they've they've done been it. there. It's yeah. easy, right? So they're looking at the stars. And it's a beautiful night. Clear sky. And when I was there, the, there's a rhythm Cause we're up to like four or five in the morning, and there's a rhythm to like the nature sounds. Mama right? say, Mama say, Mama <laughs> right? <laughs> From the crickets to the buzzing to the to the the loons to the insects, like there's just this rhythm. And then there's these moments where like it'll just be quiet, and then back to it, rhythm, rhythm. I heard so, that in Jamaica a lot. Right? You know what I'm saying? When you're really in nature, you could yeah. hear the rhythm of nature. Give so. The rhythm of the- Natish and the boys are just hanging out there looking up, and out of nowhere, he said, the stars that they were looking at, 
just started moving like crazy and the quiet nature sounds that they were once hearing turned to howling, coyotes howling, like there was a buzz increase. They could hear like the deers making noise. They could hear the, the birds making noises. There was just so much noise. The wind was blowing, wolves howling. These, these stars were dancing in the sky for like three seconds and then disappeared in silence. And then the, the high guys were like, whoa, did you guys see that? And they're like, yeah. And then they looked at the one boy who was sober, and he looked scared as shit. Like, he, like, like he's, he's seen a ghost. He's sober as fuck, and, and he's he was seen the same the most thing. Sober, and he saw it. And that's when they're like, whoa, you saw that too? And he's like, guys, guys. And they're like, wait, was that real? And he's like, and they could see in his face. He's terrified. That he was terrified. And oh, he's the shit. most smartest and sane, one of like the most Level intelligent guys people. I've ever met in my life. Kevin Soldo, great guy. So for him to be to look at that and be like stone cold scared for his life. That is crazy, bro. I was like, I need to come to the cottage with you and do this too. <laughs> Let me see. We're just standing under the stars, like, come on, guys, <laughs> aliens, do the dance. I want to see it. Yeah. <sighs> that. Listen, I don't want to see. I want to see nothing move. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see shit move. This is why, I, like, I was scared to do shrooms before because I thought that no matter what dose you take, trees gonna start talking to you and shit. And like, they do though, bro. Not but it's any not, dose. But it's not in like. It depends on what the dose. Talking, is. talking. You just look at it and you're just like, "Hey, man, I hear you breathing. I hear you rustling your feathers." Yeah, but I've heard people say like actual mouths trying to eat them. Chasing them. I've had a friend who said he <laughs> took shrooms and he was walking home and the streetlights started chasing him. Yeah. I can all see the that. way home. And he thought he was going to die by streetlights. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I'm good on those ones. Um, I'll take the, the good trips personally. Uh, Alicia but, was asking me, she's like, should I do it with, with hubby? I'm like, no, <laughs> don't. She should do Molly first. I do first. not recommend you doing anything. She should do Molly first. first. If she does weed, yeah. Oh, yeah. If she hasn't even done weed yet. Yeah. Baby steps, boo boo. Weed. Weed, Molly, then do some shrooms. Yeah, because at least Molly will make you so happy that you won't be afraid of anything else after that's that. Why, that's why I'm not afraid to do shrooms. <laughs> <laughs> I should probably take the Molly and then just take the shrooms. Same time. See, to me, shroom, <laughs> shrooms is like uh, LSD, but with. Uh, stomach rot and gut rot. Oh, yeah, run belly? Yeah, because it's a fungi, right? Mm. It's a fungus, so it, it messes with your stomach. If you eat too much shrooms, you can get gut rot. Gut rot? Yeah. What does that entail? It's it's, it's basically you're, you get bubble guts, you fart, you get stomach pains. So yeah, Chipotle. Pretty much. It's just like eating a bad meal. You know, it's like food. It's, it's food so poisoning. LSD is you know? Chipotle. <laughs> yeah, okay. Or no, shrooms, sorry. Shrooms are Chipotle. All right. Thai Express, same thing. I'm not afraid. (laughs) I'm not afraid. (laughs) I'm good on that. Is Thai Express that bad? I mean, coming out. (laughs) Going in, it's amazing. (laughs) Just like Popeyes. Popeyes gives me run belly. I don't know about y'all. Look at that spicy booty hole. If it comes out the next day, oh, you're constipated. Oh, man. <laughs> Bahamas needs some Metamucil. <laughs> it needs some Metamucil, fam. So if, so when they do announce all the shit, mm-hmm. if they were to make contact, okay? 
And they're like, I'm apt, nigga. I'm not and they're like, lie. we need to send some representatives to speak on Earth's behalf <laughs> before we destroy it, right? And we want them to get a good feel of like the people that are here on Earth. Oh and no! They decide to say, hey, Marlon, would you like to help communicate? Fuck no. On behalf of Earth <laughs> to no. these aliens. You know how much pressure? Actually, yeah. No, actually, I'm down. You know, we, and then they ask, would you, we ask that you, in, would you like to interview this alien? Listen, regardless, it's a win-win, okay? okay. If I go, I save Earth, it's a win. This, this is like your Will Smith moment in Independence Day, This is my Independence Day, bro, Day. okay? This is my Canada Day. But what I'm at, but <laughs> this is your Memorial Day weekend, May 2-4, Marlon. This is, my, Marlin. This is oh. my Remembrance Day. This is November that should, 11th. It should be Marlon 2-4. Marlon 2-4. Let's hold on that. I'm good with May so far. But what, what would you ask if you could ask an alien anything? Wow. What are you doing here? What is the afterlife? Hmm. I think that's the number one question in the world. I'm, I can't think of a, a better question in the world than what is the afterlife? What does it entail? Is there souls? Does energy exchange? Is reincarnation real? Do I get to choose? Like, <laughs> what is the afterlife? Because if everybody knew that answer, the rest of life is determined now. Yeah. If you know that you're going somewhere else, you live your life according to that. Right. If you know that <laughs> after this is done, you you're live your live life, life according, according to, to that. that. And you're just like, you wait, if this is going to end, I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. It's the guiding rule to life. It's death is, is our biggest motivation. Like, I don't think there is another one that tops that, you know, death is coming. Yeah. And whether it be karma, heaven, uh, all the things that people speak of, reincarnation, all those things that they speak of, like after death, no I'm matter a what it is. for reincarnation. Big I like, whore. I like the idea of I'm a filthy whore for reincarnation, bro. But reincarnation <laughs> also does entail karma, so like... I'm good with the karmic law. I'm fine with that, because yeah. I know that karma doesn't necessarily happen to you, so I've been told anyways... In this lifetime, you might get your karma for something three lives away. Who knows? But just knowing that is comforting to me. I get to play this game again. Cool. Wait, I'm a fish this time? <laughs> <laughs> Shit, let's see what this water do. My thing is, I would like at least just once to have the ability to remember Wagwan behind there. Because there are yeah. some people who could just, they know what their past life was. They know all their past lives or they know other people's past lives. And I'm jealous as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, I would love to have some, even if it's not a full memory, which is obviously impossible, but like at least just a couple glimpses here and there. Like something hit me while I'm in a no frills line. Like, oh shit, mm. nigga, I used to be Leopold. <laughs> like, Yo, you ever see that video of that little white kid that mm. said like, he's like, hey, I'm Pam. And like was basically speaking like he's this, like, he was this black lady in the past. Oh, wow. And, no. you know, he's like, yeah, uh, my name was Pam when I was young, in my in a past life. And this is like a four or five-year-old kid. And you just think they're just talking, whatever. No, that's when kids, kids are the ones that you're have the, the closest mediums. connection yeah. to that past life. So they say that kids start to uh, forget their aggression at like age eight to 11 or something like, or seven to 11, something like that. Yeah. But the older they get, the more 
the further away those memories are. And a lot of little kids say things like that. Like, remember, I came here, shared those stories about those kids who didn't know each other, Mm -hmm. opposite sides of America, and their parents both describe them seeing the World Trade Center the same way. Mom, one, sees the World Trade Center with their kid on September 11th, and he goes, Mommy, I was in that building. And she's like, oh, really? Very nice. Where were you? They just... You know, yeah. just, uh, what do they call Humoring him. Yeah. And he's like, uh, my name was John, and I was a firefighter. And we went upstairs, and we saved some people. But then there are more people upstairs, and they're trapped. And so I went back upstairs, and then I got trapped. And nobody, I was screaming, and nobody could hear me, and the floor got really hot. So I jumped out the window, and I flew away like a bird. And I was just like, wow. <sighs> so I scroll, <sighs> 20 minutes later. I see another video by this other lady and she's talking about her, her, um, her son and the son's just like, uh, I can't remember. I think the son saw like a, a video of the plane going into the, the building and he was like, mom, what's that? And she's like, oh, it's the World Trade Center. Like uh, there was something very bad people tried to hurt us in, on September 11th a long time ago. And he's like, mom, I was there. I was this lady and I had a desk and I had my friends and I was trying to help my friends, but the floor got really hot. So we all stood on our desks and then I jumped out the window and I flew away like a bird. And these are two completely different kids yeah. saying they jumped out of a window and flew away like a bird and described what was happening in the building. It's like, how, do you, how does a child that's like five years old even have an imagination for that? It's weird. <laughs> Something about fires because, so I just looked at that same story. So this, that five-year-old kid named Luke was saying, mm-hmm. um, he's like, uh, I used to be a girl named Pam. He's like, but I died and I went to heaven and I saw God and then eventually God pushed me back down and I was a baby and you named me Luke. See, and that's one thing that's always right? common, especially, is they say that they fell through a hole mm. or they fell. It's always a fall. It's never like a... Uh, I flew up or I was, I walked through a door or something. They always say I fell and I came to this life. Oh, Yo, that, that movie Soul tripped me out, bro. Mm. <laughs> but that's what, I'm like, I, I'm was, thinking of Soul the whole time. I'm, I'm, I listen to these stories because when I watched Soul, it was after I had read about past lives and regression and near death experiences and seen that documentary surviving death on Netflix and I was just like, this is exactly... Like, did they research people who had near-death experiences to create this movie? Mm. Because it's the exact yeah. thing, ex- except for the whole old purpose thing part of the, the movie. That part was, I guess, I don't know, put in there to just be put in there. But the rest of the stuff sounded like every description I've ever heard from people who have either died momentarily or were almost... Dying like they were close to death. Yo, this is crazy, bro. This kid said, so her name was Pam. She was from Chicago. There was a fire. She jumped out the window and died. And then so the mother just went to look up, you know, a woman from Chicago that died and jumped out of a out of a, a window. Uh, and there's a woman by the name of uh, Pam Robinson who died. And like basically. He explained her whole life without even knowing who the hell she was. And they're just like, yeah. Yep. There's a kid there's a kid who said he was a movie star. 
and he, he accidentally saw his past life self in a magazine his mom had. And it's from an old, old, like 30s, 40s black and white film. And he's like pointing at the rest of the people and naming them. That's my boy. That's my friend Phil. That's Jack. That's Bob. And he's getting them all right. And there's no, there's no names uh, on the picture, nothing. Uh, and so they find, they find the, the, bro, <gasps> the sister and the aunt of the person's past life the kid says he was, right? They find the aunt and the sister. The sister and the aunt asked him a bunch of different questions. Out of 50-something questions, he got 50 right about his past life. That's why Dalai Lama is a thing, man. Shit's terrifying. You see when <laughs> you see when they walk around and they try to find the Dalai Lama, and if the Dalai Lama chooses the to they place down old toys. Oh no, I didn't see that. Yeah, so they'll place down old toys, and then like if they pick up the same toys of the past Dalai Lama. Oh wow! Like oh okay, you're the one. Wow. The one. Hmm. So the whole thing is like yeah, each Dalai Lama is just a reincarnation. Yo. It's blowing my mind. It blows my mind some of these stories, man. I haven't looked at past life stuff on, <laughs> on TikTok in a while, but I might man. need to jump, jump back. Uh, we might but need to get the psychic back on here. <laughs> Shout out to Intuitive. Intuitive. But between past lives and aliens and like the afterlife and aliens, like those are two crazy topics that we'll just we'll you. never truly fully know. I think we will know one day. I think we will. You know, when you said, when you asked that question, what's the afterlife going to be like? Part of me felt like the, the alien would be like, there is no afterlife. There's only the present. Well, yeah. You know what I mean? Everything in the past is already in the past. Everything in the future mm -hmm. hasn't, hasn't been made yet. So there's only. <laughs> there's only now. Now. And you've created the past. I've created the future. But really, there's only now. If you'd like to come to my meditating and yoga class, <laughs> we have goat yoga <laughs> every Thursday with whole wheat, uh, wheat grass shots. Mm -hmm. um, how's your week? Like I said, it was great. I went up north, did some, some hallucinogenics, came back home, played lots of basketball, hung out with the nephew, finally got introduced to Fortnite. Oh yeah, oh this guy told oh, this guy texted oh. me. This guy texted me one morning. He's like, "Bro, I've been up all night. <laughs> I went to bed at four a.m. Every time I said last game, it just kept getting me back. <laughs> I won the first game, and it just I just kept chasing that high again. I'm like, that's how they get you, bro. It's, it's like cracked. a casino, man. It's it's like you walk method, into the man. casino, you win your first hand, your first couple of hands, you leave a winner, and then you come back to the casino every time, hoping to win again. And I thought, and I, you know, Jason it was my dragon. It was my fourth game, victory. victory okay, Royale. victory royale. Six kills, and to me that was a lot because I'm like, yo, I just started playing. You know, six there's kills. A, this is a lot of kills. Did you build? I didn't know how to build yet. Yeah, I still haven't. I, like it's now, I just difficult. got my build my build game. Like I always build the ramp because that's my way of getting away from people. Because <laughs> I'm like, I hear the shots. I'm like, ah! I get away and then I snipe real quick. I'm like, let me let Don't me get that. Me. But yo, that shit. I forgot how addicted to video games I can get, yeah. which is why I put it yeah. down. Like I was living too vicariously through my 2K my player. And like, there's just too much invested in the video games mm. to the point where like, Akira is living with your life. girlfriend. 
That's what I've learned. That's the cure, huh? <laughs> yeah. Because now just, you have to just get now, off. Yeah, you got to get off for sure. Bro. Mostly because you don't want... There's so many things you do, I realize as a man, when you're in a relationship, just to not look like a bum. <laughs> like, there's so many times when you're single, you're like, ah, I can be a bum today. <laughs> Nobody can see me. I'm a bum. But <laughs> live with your girl. There's no days off, my nigga. You got to be a no human every off. day. Oh, <laughs> you gotta be a fucking fully fledged adult every goddamn day. Be responsible. Act like you don't want to play video games for seven hours. <laughs> <laughs> so no, baby, get off now. <laughs> shit! If you were around, I'd be playing this shit to the sleep. Oh, I'm man. losing here watching Friends, just hating my life. <laughs> like I oh, have, I've, I did something I haven't done in so long, and that's talk to my girl while playing video games over the mm, phone. A vibe. So, you know, and it's just like, uh-huh. A vibe. Mm-hmm. I love those because they can tell yeah. you're not really paying attention and they get off the phone anyway. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'll be listening. But you know there's that lull in, in the battle royale where you're just looking for people. Or you're looking for, oh, yeah, yeah. you know. So I'm like, all right, this is my moment to talk That's to you. Like about. And I'll be talking, da 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 And then I'll hear like, I'm like oh, sorry, I'm tuned off again. <laughs> like, I'm not listening to you. Must fight. That's why I can't play Fortnite anymore, honestly. Because those lull moments in Apex... Move so much quicker because yeah. you move so much quicker. Yeah. Fortnite, you move so slow. And the map's humongous. Yeah, it's just too much. And like in Apex, there's it seems like it's a big map, but it's not. Mm. It's a very short map, especially with the fact that you have speed. <laughs> you could run. And then with uh Call of Duty, same thing. You can run. Yeah, you, you have cars, you have helicopters. You just Fortnite. gotta you just gotta stack mad hot peppers. <laughs> <laughs> when I discovered the hot peppers, I was like, oh it's on. I just got out smoke just I said, fuck a car. I'm running to my next destination. <laughs> oh my goodness. But yeah, no. Oh my god. What? They in had cars. No, they had cars in Fortnite a while back. A long time ago. Well, Probably brought them they back. No, they had cars. They had cars. They had cars. Yes, we have driven cars in Fortnite plenty of times. No, we have planes, no cars. Guarantee there was know cars. There was planes in Fortnite. Guarantee there were cars at, really? at some point. They got in Fortnite. boats. No, they just got cars. I guarantee there was cars at some point in Fortnite. No, go look it up. I no, oh, no, no, no. Go look it up right I now. Played no, I played it too, and I was in the car, and I was in the car. Same. Yep, I was there, brother. I I know what you're talking about. I know what you're saying. There were also cars. You also stopped playing Fortnite at certain points. Did you not? No, I just kept playing every season, yes. When? Not as much. Thank you. So maybe you didn't see the season that I saw. I paid attention. All right, man. So if I look up cars right now. <laughs> they were first seen in the Battle Pass trailer for <laughs> Chapter 2, Season 3, and released chapter in the Joy Ride update. Chapter. So? The whole did he say there was never in the game? Thank you. That's your big. That's, that's recently. So that's you said never in the game. Ah. Just, just he just said he just said they recently <laughs> released it. Never in the game. I said recently. I'm gonna show you right now. He said. <laughs> he said. He said. Fortnite. That, yeah, I want to bet on this. Fortnite we got, cars. We got videos. So. Fortnite car. Fortnite cars. It's only chapter three. It was released. Released. Season Date. three. Update one. <laughs> Highly anticipated August 5th, 2020. 
Like I said, that's recent. Hold on, that's recent. 2020 is recent. Yeah. Nigga, we are in 2021. It's almost August again. When did the How game? How is that recent? How long has Fortnite been out? It's been out for like three years, no? No. How long no, has it been out? Eight, nine years. Okay, well, regardless, it came. That cars came out last Maybe summer. Last summer is recent. You know what? Out of, out of eight years, one year is pretty recent. Yeah, that's pretty recent. Out of eight years, yeah, but I'm talking about recent as in time. I'm not thinking yeah, in Fortnite years. I'm sorry. I'm thinking in terms of time. Human I mean, time. I mean, it's relative to when you started playing. Because if you started playing a year ago, then it was. I started playing like, a year and a half ago. So. I didn't know it was out for eight years. Yeah, that's a fun so, fact. So, <laughs> I knew, but that gone. doesn't mean you're right. It's there still not recent gone. to me. Is that recent to me? No, human being. No. Okay, so it's not recent so here, to me. So here's the, here's the answer to it all. All right, So then. it's been around. So you were right. It was, it we're was both a, right. It's right? just longer for him. You, you were right that it was released. <laughs> it was released like last year, which is new to you. But seventh for you, year, seventh year of Fortnite, it was but new for, to you also because me, you just me. started playing and it was already there. All right, then. So technically, both arguments are valid. I'm not editing this out either. <laughs> You're getting this whole fucking They're argument, both valid baby. arguments. No one is Niggas wrong. Niggas try to video game elite me, nigga. <laughs> nah, I'm beating, I'm beating this guy in just, every game on Patreon. I just love that you do not want to lose the starting argument. Starting this week. We will be head to head. Load up, knock up, load up, follow up, follow guys. Load up, this is what happens when Alicia is not here. Oh, the testosterone just starts to build up and the chest go up. Me and everybody's ready to start barking. Wait, you can you can you can stream Mario Party from your house, right? Oh, oh shit! Patreon, get ready. Patreon, get ready. Loser, what does loser have to do? Nah, we got we to do Fortnite with the cars. What? I don't give a shit. <laughs> what does the loser have to do? Oh, now you're not doing it. <laughs> the loser... The loser has to pick off a used a pick up a used COVID mask off the ground and put it on. <laughs> In Parkdale. In Parkdale. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. That's great. Loser <laughs> has to commit suicide. Um. <laughs> Loser dies. Okay, to the death. Um, speaking of dying and to the death, this Quincy Jones Khaled debate. Oh my god! That fat what? That fat Joe. Oh my god! Has conjured up. He said that Khaled is the closest living person. To Quincy Jones. And Quincy Jones is alive. <laughs> That's first of all. <laughs> Quincy Jones is still here. Dog. I had people on Twitter telling me that Quincy Jones is a bad musician. Quincy Jones. Fam. <laughs> Quincy Jones never used Fruity Loops. <laughs> Let's just get that out the way. Never Quincy used Jones Loops. used people. And he, and full symphonies, full orchestras. He, he wrote every like things that he wrote. He wrote on sheet music. Dog, you go watch him write sheet you music like English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there are videos of him writing sheet music like English. Like he just like he's just writing it, yeah. and that's a. Bad musician, someone who discovered Ray Charles. Well, not discovered, but helped 
helped Ray Charles become who he is today. Ray, Stevie, Michael. Trumpet player turned Miles producer. David, Miles Davis. Turned composer and arranger. A composer and arranger of music, but you're a bad musician. Frank Sinatra's right-hand man. Frank Sinatra's right hand. What? <laughs> Frank Sinatra's right hand. What else? You got Shaka Khan. You got Aretha Franklin. You have... A bevy of artists that, <laughs> like, I, don't, I just don't understand how people can say such frivolous things. Nigga, Quincy Jones was just not somebody who put niggas in a room and said, all right, make music. And at that, at that point, to me, Khaled's not even good at that. Khaled is not good at put, finding what names to put in a room together, in my opinion. This last album is big proof of that. Yeah, I didn't. There's not that many redeemable songs on that shit. There's probably like one or two that I could say like, yeah, I'd play that again. For the album before that, same thing. <laughs> like, he makes great radio music. Cool. Quincy Jones makes the best singles of all time. All time. All time. don't have. There's, a, there's no, don't have an all time. Khaled doesn't have a We Are The World. Mm. Number eight selling single of all time. 20 million records sold. $64 million raised, which is the equivalent to 150 mil in 2021. One song. <laughs> like, and that's his only time being like, yeah, y'all niggas would sound good on the song. Mm. Come together. Like, come on, bro. Shit's I, crazy. I want to see that nigga made Thriller in two months. I want to see Khaled go <laughs> out of <laughs> you, you niggas are nuts. <laughs> like this is crazy, bro. But see, and Quincy Jones also went out of genre. You know? Oh, every every time, every time. Like when he you bring Bruce Springsteen in with Michael and Stevie and and Cindy Lauper and you have all these people from all these different genres. Khaled only does hip hop and R and B. Well, Maybe he, a little he bit pulls, of reggae. No, he pulls pop artists and reggae artists and all that stuff. And I, I like, let's not get this twisted. Khaled is talented for what he does and for what no, for, sure. for his audience that that loves that music. He but does you great for that. Compare him to Quincy. But Quincy is global icon, human history icon. Mm -hmm. Like we're talking someone that has literally shifted culture from behind the scenes his whole life. And there, there's nobody looking at a Khaled award. There's going to be a Quincy Jones award if there isn't already one made. But do you really think... The blasphemy, bro. It is, it is mm. blasphemy. It's disrespectful, honestly. It's disrespectful. Low-key, high-key. This revisionist history that <laughs> these new age kids <laughs> like to do, bro... It's like... <laughs> what up? It's like... It's, it's so crazy because it's, it's incredibly... Damaging to be in an era where you have to continually remind people who you are. Right. Because if you don't, you're at liberty of losing your reputation. Just because another nigga came and did it for two months. Niggas are arguing with me about Lil Baby being better than Drake. Stop this. That Lil Baby's gonna be better than Drake. Lil Baby's gonna be number one, yada, yada, yada. Fam, stop. <laughs> stop. Because Lil Baby would have had to put in the work before a rap career. Do you understand that? Like, I don't think people. This artist of the decade shit mm, should have really gave y'all the perspective that you needed. That video with Brian uh, narrating or whatever, mm -hmm. it's that doesn't even scratch the surface. <laughs> <laughs> like, you got some moments in there where it's like, oh yeah, you can't sing a rap, and you're like, yep, I remember that. Oh, you can't light skin kid from Canada. Mm. I remember that. But like, 
you really had to be there and experience it yeah. to know re- like how heavy those things were weighed in that time, 2009 to 2010, and the shift of hip hop. You had to understand how whenever <laughs> whenever, he, whenever he kept on going. Well, can you do it again? Well, can you do it again? Well, can you make another one? Okay, and you did that. On, okay, you did that. He kept on going. But now, can you grow more? Mm-hmm. And again, and again, and it's like, man, <laughs> like, bro. I There's just, already crazy documentaries on this nigga. There's like at least three <laughs> that I know of. They had a whole award-winning um, uh, podcast called "This Is Not Drake," a Drake podcast or some shit like that. <laughs> and wow. it's just talking about Drake. I love that he went on stage and still showed that, like you know, he's very vulnerable, and it it just shows how consistent he is. Like, cause from day one, you know, that was, that was the main thing. It was his vulnerability that made him so relatable and made yeah. people like him. Yep. And then to, to be on that stage and be like, Hey man, I still get nervous. You know, I'm, that's why he, I love that about him. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's a testament to the people you keep around you. I feel like you see the stage, he you is, saw the stage, man, the bro, same day ones, man. It was so beautiful. the biggest artist in the world. Mm-hmm. He should not be as relatable as he is. <laughs> <laughs> Do you understand? We get comedians that rise through the ranks and get to a point where they're no longer relatable. You get singers, you get actors, you get so much different people who just get bigger than life itself. Like there's 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 very few people that fit into that category, but those that do you can't relate to human, like, not just regular human nope. problems anymore. Nope. At least we don't think. Mm-mm. But he finds those little crevices you know what i mean and they're important crevices <laughs> it's not even like he just finds some mute thing to be like oh i do this too <laughs> it's like these are really meaningful moments in life that you are relating to everybody else that especially the, a lot of people that adore you yeah you know what i mean and for just thinking about 10 years for you to be around for 10 years is like you have now touched two or three different generations with your music to the point where the second or third, probably the third, th- looks at you as God. The way we look at Jay-Z mm. is the way that a lot of eight-year-olds to 15-year-olds look at Drake. They don't know any better. Hey, man, he's like, it's like LeBron with the nine straight finals appearances. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like consistent all the way through 10 years straight. Yeah. Never missed a beat. People last 10 years, but no one ever lasts 10 years at the top. At the top. At the top. People last 10 years, but not at the top. And that's why it's so disrespectful when these niggas bring guys who have a good year. It's like, how many guys are going to have a good year until you guys just like wait a little bit (laughs) to say that somebody is going to beat out the number one? I remember Fetty Wap came out. Oh, man. (laughs) He was supposed to be number one. By the way, real quick, have you heard Fetty Wap sing? Naturally sing? Yo, he's an amazing yeah. singer, bro. He's like T Pain. Damn. It's like him and T Pain are like had to do what they had to do. <laughs> and so people don't know how talented they actually are. Yeah. But that guy's voice is way better than his. He has but a regular R and is great. <laughs> it's great, but he has his own regular R and B voice, which is like fucking sick, man. The yeah. guy could really sing his ass off. Shout out to Fetty Watt. We miss your one eye. <laughs> you just miss his one eye? That's it? <laughs> That's it. Hold on. 
summer. What a summer. That was a summer. Look, baby girl, you're so damn fine, though. I'm trying to know if I can hit it from behind, though. I'm sipping on you like some fine wine, though. And when it's over, I press rewind, though. You talking bands, girl, I got it. Benjamin's all in my pocket. This is what started it, no? This is the first one? Remy Boy. His voice is so 1738. like give you all in the hood. I'm like, hey, what's up? Hello. Since you're pretty as soon as you came in the door. I just want to chill. Got a sack for us to roll. Married to the money. Introduced it to my stove. Showed her how to whip it. Now she remakes it for low. Him and Give Y'all need to make a, a Disney Prince song. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yo, the Disney Prince shit always gets me. <laughs> I just see him like just ready to vanquish the dragon. Just stop. Heartbreak anniversary. <laughs> Sometimes I wish you knew. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga said he sound like a Disney prince Sometimes I wish you knew <laughs> But I disguised the view Yo that shit Kills me Cause it sounds like When he says that Now you listen to it And it sounds kinda like a nursery rhyme mm-hmm. It sounds nursery rhyme-ish yeah. Sometimes I wish you knew And but it sounds super it's proper It's when you sing in Dutch voice <laughs> It sounds like a fairy godmother Or father about to sing The beginning Ooh. of Song. You know whose voice is not so inviting? Kwame Brown. <laughs> oh. Yo, Kwame Brown. I didn't know he talked like that. Dude, that's first of all. I was like, what? You talk? This nigga is on a <laughs> revenge a tour. And he is the most hood southern nigga in the history of the world. Goddamn motherfucking. Goddamn. Come on now. Come on. <laughs> y'all, y'all, y'all got me fucked up. Y'all got me fucked up. She, uh, now, anytime mom, you hear man, mom, say mom, like and there's no she, it's over. Yeah, she. But I love, I love the hearing him, then hearing Matt Barnes clap back with the with the smoothness. With oh yeah, smooth talk. Oh yeah. Hey, bro, you can come to the show. We can hey, man, we gonna be in Atlanta next next month. We gonna be there for a month. You can come on the show, get whatever you got to get off your chest, or we could we could do hands, whatever. You know about all that. I will say yeah, Matt Barnes looks up. like one of those dudes that will throw down. Come though. on, like, man. He will. He will. We, come on, man. But like everybody that has come on to Matt Barnes' down. show that is from his childhood has always said he was the light-skinned pretty boy, but you do not want to fuck with him because mm. he always had a temper. He's always been that guy. And we, we've seen his NBA career. It plays out. <laughs> but for some reason, this seems like one of those trying to flinch Kobe moments. Yeah. I think, I think Kwame Brown... Has been in the lab, waiting, preparing, taking notes, doing everything he had to do for his villain origin story to, to unfold. Because you're talking about a guy that's been shit on by the league, by the media, for damn near almost 20 years, right? You had to, you, when you put someone in that position, this is why, like, when Anthony Bennett was having his struggles in the NBA, I tried not to lay on. I, I kept my comments to myself. Where normally I would be saying some shit Straight trashing him I kept my comments to myself Mostly because he's a Toronto guy and You, I, you, you don't know, want to Kwame Brown your own homie I don't want to Kwame Brown my own team. homie But on top of that I don't know what that does 
Like, if you are having a really rough time in the sport that you love, <clears throat> the only thing that you, you know you love. You spend your whole life doing it. Spend your whole life to get to this point. And now people are saying you are horrible. You are garbage. You are a bus. You are not living up to what everyone expected of you. And you know your friends, your mom, your dad, your uncles, sisters, cousins, all those people have to constantly take in that information. But not only have to constantly take in the information, they have to constantly be the butt of the joke at their own places. Mm. You can't go that around hurts. saying, I'm Kwame Brown's brother. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? Because you're going to get clowned now. Mm -hmm. Especially in the black community. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so it's like, I can't imagine how much rage and anger has been inside him for quite some time to want to unleash it. And for me, I'm like, yo... <laughs> If I ain't seen a nigga in years and he just pop out ready to just let off, mm. I'm not fucking with dude. I'm not fucking with dude. Because that means he's been in the lab. He's been working out. He got the hit list. He's he got, got the hit list. He's planned everything out. This is like when you see those bank heists. <laughs> Where a nigga done planned for three years. Knows the ins and outs. Was it Mr. Deeds? That movie when like uh, Adam Sandler finally did something nice to this one guy? And he... he it was the dude uh, with the bug eyes. I forget, it was Steve yeah, yeah, yeah. Buscemi, whatever his name is. Yes, Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi. Yeah. And he, he crosses his name off his hit list. Like, okay, you did something yeah. nice to me. I'm going to cross you yeah, off. Yeah, okay. yeah. I'm not going to kill you. The anymore. bug eyed guy. Yeah. I love that guy. He's amazing. <laughs> but yeah, I could just imagine him with a long shit list of like, oh, I'm coming. Matt Barnes, you there. Mike Jordan, all you motherfuckers. Like, damn. I, I, feel, I felt bad for him, though, for the longest time. I didn't feel bad for him because I never really thought old, that these players took that to heart like that yeah. until I really sat and thought about Kwame's situation specifically. Because there are some players who just have a bad game. Mm -hmm. There are some players who have a couple bad games. Um, and, like, for, for instance, all players in the NBA go through some level of scrutiny, right? Except for the guys that literally no one talks about. There are two or three guys on every team that nobody even knows their name. They're just there. Yeah. They're like the practice players, right? And it's usually transfers from G League that just aren't good enough to do work in the league, but they're good enough to practice with the guys and get them ready for the games that are ahead, right? Yeah. Yeah. Those guys don't face any scrutiny but from their coaches, from their team, because nobody knows them. Yeah. That in itself is a level of scrutiny, because nobody knows you. I, I can understand being in the NBA. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
Yeah, telling girl, yeah, I'm, I play for whatever. And she got to Google you. Just to make sure. Like, she turns <sighs> in and just... <laughs> oh. You know what I mean? 10-day so, contract. Okay. Facts. <laughs> Listen, these, this is real. These are real things. And so you have those players that they kind of just skate by media-wise. Nobody, nobody's friends have to hear them getting shit on, um, bad mouth by Stephen A. None of that, right? But then you have a couple guys, and it's never... It's never some just average player that comes into the league. It's always the guy that everybody's like, oh, he's going to be amazing. Those guys face it the worst. Anthony Bennett couldn't score a point for, was it seven games? Nine games? Can't remember. Look it up for me. That hurts, man. Nine games? Something like that. He played like seven games, I believe, without scoring a single basket. And every game, it was like 13 games. I don't even remember. It was a ridiculous number. But every game... You just went to the media and they're tearing him apart. Tearing him apart. And it's just like, is that once you excuse me, are biased on it, and you're looking from this side, you're just like, yo, that's not fair. Mm-hmm. Like, he's young. Dudes are just coming into the league. Kwame Brown was one of the youngest players to ever enter the NBA. Was he 17 going on 18? 17 going on 18. Comes into the league. Not only are you 17 going on 18, coming into a grown man's league, but you also are coming into the league, joining a team with Michael, Michael fucking Jordan. Jordan. The greatest player to ever live. The and, person and who And the wants guy that wants to actually win. More than anybody ever in the history of the league. To prove himself that he could still do it at his age. Maybe even in sports. This is a guy that gambling has consumed and comp- competition has consumed his life for the most part. And maybe even his loved one's lives. And this is the, the environment that this young man has put in and expect, expected to succeed? Sorry. Sorry. I just don't see it happening. And I, then, I never and see then one I, young guy flourish under Kobe. And then inviting other teams, other like badass players to come in and, and pick ups just to dummy you? Just to berate him? And be like, you ain't shit. Charles Oakley came in. Charles Oakley's coming in, bodying this young man, calling him a piece of shit, and putting him through the ringer, abusing him. You're 22 years old. Bro, I don't blame... Anything Kwame Brown does right now is justified in my eyes. Whoever he wants to unleash on, listen, bro, you've earned it. (laughs) You've earned it. Because it's a lot. It is a lot, bro. He's, um... He started with, who was it? He started with Steven Jackson and Matt Barnes. Then he went to Stephen A. Smith like the next morning. Then he went on Charlemagne's head. After Charlemagne kind of tried to defend him, but in defending him said wait more than he should have <laughs> and ended up shooting himself in the foot. Listen, Quan Brown got Charlemagne to apologize. Charlemagne called himself donkey of the day yesterday. Wow. Oh, yeah. Called himself wow. Donkey of the Day yesterday and apologized. Oh, that, yeah. Don't fuck with Kwame Brown. <laughs> wow. I never knew Kwame Brown was, you know, had that in him. I I'm like glad that it took this time. I like that we're seeing the yeah. charisma too. It's not just like. It's not crying and like, leave me alone. It's like, oh, motherfucker, you leave me alone or you're going to hear something. And it's me. not even just like misguided temper or anger because he doesn't stumble over his words. Mm. He doesn't fumble. He's thought this out, man. He's thought it out from every angle. He's had the conversations and his family rides for him. 
His family, and this is how I know that they had to face the ridicule too because they're so unified in this, like, you're not going to fuck with my brother anymore. Mm. You know what I mean? And I can't even imagine what it would take to get to that point. But hey, man, we here. <laughs> I, he got over 100,000 subscribers on YouTube in less than a week or some shit Damn. like that. I'm pretty sure he's probably going to be rolling out a show or be involved with a show at some point. So, hey, man, more power to you. Hopefully the NBA does something to, like, give back for what they've done to him. I mean, it wasn't the NBA, I guess. It was all the people within the NBA. But the media, like, shit, they were really mean to him. Really? And I'm wondering if this is going to – do you think that this shifts anything in how media approaches how they discuss players? <clears throat> no, media is always going to be pieces of shit. Do you think that they should? I think there should be a, a code of ethics, uh, and they should leave things, certain things alone, or like try not to push it towards. That's so boring. The dramatic, though. you know. That's so boring, though. Right? You want drama. <laughs> that's that's what you want. That's why you <laughs> want to. So boring. I feel I li- I feel like there's reporters out there that are literally there to stir the pot so that they can report something more juicy. <clears throat> so they'll ask a question or they'll ask something that'll piss somebody off. Oh yeah, for, 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 for sure. the sake of just getting that reaction. It's, it's just like uh, when Chris Brown did that Good Morning America uh, interview two years after the Rihanna incident. Mm-hmm. Blonde hair, Chris Brown, and then he, he's she's asking about. She finessed the the Rihanna question in there, and you could tell he had already asked them beforehand not to bring it up. And he's trying to redirect. He's like, you know, I'm just focused on this album. I just want everybody to hear this album. And now what happened two years ago. And like you could tell, he would, you saw it in his face. Mm-hmm. The anger's festering up. They go to commercial. During that commercial break, he tears up the dressing room, throws a chair out, breaks a, um, a window, uh, glass falls onto the street in Times Square, and he storms out topless, sweating, angry. And there's pictures of him storming out of the set and all that shit and didn't do his second performance. So it's like the, the media wants that. Yeah. They'll ask you that question just to get that reaction because guess what? That reaction is better than any wholesome-ass answer you're going to give us. <laughs> if I know you, if you're going to be pissed, and especially with that situation, Good Morning America is filmed live. There's no edits. They know mm. that. So they know that they can corner him on live television. And they know that he also can't do anything back or they'll sue. So I feel like, I feel like Nathan Downer's like most, like they've seen him most not on his CP24 breakfast television joints. It's just his one interview with Mike Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't seen that nigga you know since. I mean? You haven't seen it? I ain't seen that nigga since. Since that Mike Tyson moment on CP24, I have not seen that man. <laughs> and I liked him. I yeah. thought he was great. And I don't even think Mike should have gave him all that. I don't think he deserved all that. that. (laughs) Mike gave him some extra sauce, bro. I don't know because it's early morning. He didn't get no weed or what. No, that was just like, that was really bad on them trying to make Rob Ford look bad. And, And it was just in poor taste because it's like, hey, man, you've dealt with, you know, Rape allegations, whatever, you know. Now here's this guy that's dealing with these allegations, and you guys are, you know. You, you but it's, I was like, bro, I see where you're going, but, like, why? This is my There's thing, no though. need to go there. It, it sucks when you're that guy that has to ask the question because a lot of times you're not the one that wrote it. Oh. You're reading a teleprompter. Oh. 
you you didn't plan some of these questions. That is so true. That is so true. So it's like to get mad. That's why I said that I don't think he deserves all that because I don't think it's his decision to go up there and ask Mike Tyson about rape allegations that happened in 1994, whatever, whenever it happened. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it, it's it's a tough position to be in. <laughs> so I couldn't even I don't even know what what he would say in that position, like how you finesse your way out of that. Mm. But Kwame Brown is on the tear. Be, be aware. I hope. <laughs> How else to warn you guys, man? I hope he gets his own podcast out of this. Dead ass. <laughs> it would be great. And no? he gets to go up against everybody that shitted on him. Yeah. Just one-on-one interviews. Everything you said behind my back, come in, say it to my face. Am I the only one that just thinks of a boxing match anytime somebody starts beefing now? <laughs> Jake Paul's shit. Triller. That's really <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> my whole view of media. I'm like, why don't y'all, get, y'all just square up? <laughs> You want to see Kwame Brown fight? Yeah. Versus who? Shit, everybody. Yeah. Ah! everybody. Royal Rumble. <laughs> Handicap match. Yo, Kwame Brown versus Matt Barnes would be a sight to see still. I, was, I think I'd rather Steven Jackson versus Kwame Brown. Because mm-hmm. I've seen Steven Jackson's hands work. <laughs> palace uh, Malice Malice in the, in the Palace. palace. Seen those hands no, work, he can rock a jaw, so it's like that law that sliding punch that Jermaine O'Neal threw oh, though. Oh fuck. sweet, bro. Sweet, sweet chin music. Um, but yeah, no, Kwame Brown is not to be played with. Y'all find something better to do. Versus. Ooh, rematch. We got Swiss and Timbaland coming back. Tell y'all. Round two. They predicted it. They didn't get they the didn't profit. get the 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 proper you know, round like everybody, yeah, even true. some of the people that had phone, did the phone battles, got a better phone battle than theirs because theirs was impromptu, spur the moment. There was no verses. I just remember someone just texting me like, "Yo, Swiss and Timberland are wilding right now. Get on the live. Got on the live. There's about five thousand people in there. Like ten minutes later, there's like twenty thousand people, and the number just kept growing." Kept growing, and these guys are going back and forth with the beats. Then Swiss's internet start fucking up because his house too big. They got to go to the whip and do the rest of the battle in the whip. It was just crazy. And then they came back a second night, the next the next night, and they did it again. And Swiss's internet was fucking up again, uh, but Tim was in a better spot, and his daughter was helping him out. It was lit. I wonder if they're gonna do it in the same venue now. Oh yeah, it's gonna be just like how they've set up all the other ones. Yeah. but uh, they might have. Turntables, mm-hmm. especially for Swiss, because I remember the first beat battle, the one that started this versus technically was Swiss versus Just Blaze. Um, really? In that room. Remember, Buster was there. A whole bunch of oh, niggas yeah, was yeah. there. And they're all it's screaming like and Swiss shit. is pressing the same button over and over. Yep. And he played that Jay-Z Nas like, yeah, Big like L that? song <laughs> that nobody's ever heard. And yeah. It's, it's, By the way, that beat that... Swiss was smashing on the MPC. was so shit. And I could see fucking Buster trying to make the face like, okay, buddy. Trying. Like, <laughs> trying. I'll give you the smile. Like, yeah, you're doing great, bud. They were going for like three, four hours, man. That night was incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Um, so, yeah, they're going to get their, their rematch uh, for a much larger audience. Not to mention they get to kind of, you know, sell versus a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. They know what they've seen all the verses they've they've learned what to do and what not to do. So I think 
we're gonna get a good show. I think they might probably bring some friends. Oh, we get to better. see some people perform live. Um, I can't wait to see Drag on. Moving Said right nobody along. ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Saigon. Yeah, bring them all. Bring them all. Um, but a more important versus. It's the only versus that ever matters. Oh, here we go, baby. It's Bow Whistle versus Soldier Boy. You now has this been confirmed by versus themselves? Because I've only heard Bow Wow and Soldier Boy say this, and we know how reliable those two are. <laughs> we can't trust these two niggas as far as we can throw them. They're gonna try to do their own versus. Watch. Listen. They're gonna attempt to do their own. Versus. I think that that's what's gonna happen, that's and it's gonna be spelled with S's instead of Z's, <laughs> and it's gonna be a whole like. Yo. Yeah, I was just gonna say it's hold gonna on, be on Soldier Boy. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Because Soldier got a new album coming out. I Soldier Bow wow got a new movie coming out. <laughs> I Soldier. Hold yeah. on, hold on. Let me find out. <laughs> he puts it on his new video game. Yeah, it's only it's only on the video game. It's only on console. the I Soldier console. Oh man, the Sol <laughs> which, which do you know how much he sold? The Soldier sixty four. Uh, it doesn't matter because he got sued for all, every single one he sold. So why? Um, because he's making them from like Nintendo parts, and they were basically emulators. Yeah, he's, he's can't do that. yeah, you can't do that. He's literally made another game that already existed <laughs> and called it his own, and they didn't even work half of them. So what? He made his own version of Among Us or something, or like no, like he had all the the, and that's the other thing. He included titles of games for actual companies. Like oh. you can't sell Mario, nigga. <laughs> wow, like he had no. This, this guy was really it came trying to with like 150 games on it. It was one of those emulator consoles that like have all the old vintage games. So my man sold you a fucking uh, what do you, you know when you take your Dreamcast yep. to Pacific Mall? Yep, and you That's get that exactly shit fixed up. He what do you modded, call it? You mo a mod, a modded, you a modded console. He's selling you a modded console yes. with That's, burnt games on it. That's literally <laughs> it. burnt He's Dreamcast. A He's a fucking genius. <laughs> Soldier Boy was the first place to play video games. Did you know that? Yeah, 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 like ever. ever. Big soldier, big Draco. He also created the internet. Yep, I was there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was a good time. Yeah. Teleportation also. But yeah, no, Versus has not confirmed this. Not yet. And I, I've never in this in the small history of Versus. Bowel got fat. Seen, he, looked he looked chubby. Um, somebody seen any artist announce their Versus It's like you got to kind of wait for Versus to say it. Yeah. So. We'll see how that goes. Um, that, I hope they do it regardless. Because yeah. they I, really I feel, don't need Versus to do a Versus. Yeah, they, they should do it on that plane. What happens wasn't on. When, a, when artists that don't, when they hit up Swiss and Swiss is just like, ah, yeah, you know, um, you know, we got a couple other artists on the, on the docket. It's going to yeah. be a while, probably next year, year after that, we can look into something. And what stops two artists from just... <laughs> putting their phone on and be like, yo, this battle, nigga. <laughs> right? <laughs> Fuck. Instagram live, we can just do it. I honestly think the artists with f three to five songs, that's what they should be doing. Mm, like little, like little fight card, pre fight cards. Well, that is what we wanted first, but it seems we're not going to ever get that. So it's like, just do your own battle on Instagram. Mm. Your three to five songs. Do the battle, three to five songs with stories in between is a good half an hour to 45 minutes. I wouldn't mind that. Mario versus Lil Romeo. I don't know. Didn't he say Mario versus uh, uh, Omarion? I, I would never do that. 
Omarion would destroy him. Yeah. Mario has what? Seven songs? I'll go. Yeah, braid my hair. Let me love you. Just a friend. Cry, uh, cry for me. Cry for me remix. What's better, Omarion versus Trey Songs? Omarion versus Trey Songs is the one. Yeah. That's one and not the two. It's, it's the battle of the braids. And Omarion still slaps him. <laughs> People forget about B2K. People forget about the yeah. joint album with Bow Wow. Mm-hmm. Got face off material. You got all his O is just him himself. You got O, I'm trying to, I'm trying to remix Icebox, Icebox remix with Usher. You can keep going. Post two. You got, listen. Yo, man, all, he's, all he has to do is perform Touch with that homegirl. If you can bring homegirl out. Touch. <laughs> yeah. Yo, she was, a she was a sick dancer, man. A vibe. Yo, I, I still. Yeah, dancer. Yeah, dance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Real good dancer. Yeah. <laughs> you got to put that voice on when you're getting creepy. Yeah. Yeah, real good dancer. I don't know where you move. Five, six, seven, eight. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, shit. You got to sound like a, a creepy Kwame Brown. <laughs> I sound like Drake's dad. What's going on right now? <laughs> um, speaking of which, did you guys see the, the little celebration after party? Got a whole stadium. Got CLB at the, at the 50 yard line. There's a dinner table at the 50-yard line for all the mandem and the dogdom after the uh, awards show. And they had they a party out? inside the, the stadium. A stadium. They had a party inside the stadium. Sir. Obviously, one section of the stadium. You fill the fucking stadium. Detroit can. Yeah, of course. I mean, flex. what can't he do right now? Fucking flex, bro. <laughs> I told I told him I'm like there's too much there's way more than just Drake being good that makes Drake the person he is today. Timing is huge when it comes to Drake's story. When you talk about the turn of the internet, YouTube, streaming, streaming services, all that stuff. Different. Look at that. It is. There's a dinner table. All the dog them. I just learned who that Zach Bia guy is. I've always wondered who that guy is. He's always in the pictures, like randomly with like big name people, and um, he's just he's a party promoter. Hmm. He's like a party promoter in LA. Started out really young, uh, hungry, and just got to do got to do a Drake dinner one day, and then him and Drake became friends, and just been the guy, the go to guy. Yeah, man, it's good to see the team still there, bro. Yeah. Now that's one thing, especially being from Toronto yeah. and having him being our first real, like, out there representative on a global scale. Yeah. It's good to see that the circle didn't mm. change or have to change. You know what I mean? That, like, that for, especially for a lot of people in Toronto who are coming up and are trying to make a name for themselves. Your friends are valuable. <laughs> your friends are very valuable, especially when you, you're climbing those ranks and getting to those higher points. You needed some people to keep you humble. Right. You and only people team. can keep you humble are people who been knew you. Mm. I don't think anybody that knew you during the fame can keep you humble. They've only seen you famous. I love that they have Future the Prince introduce them. That was... You seem so nervous. He did, but I, I like the humbleness in his face. It was really good. <laughs> I like the humbleness in his face. I've never heard that before yeah. in my life. The humbleness in his face. It, it, it was endearing just to see, you know, these guys, these Toronto boys, just know, on the right? stage and in front of the world. I know um, you were also touched 
uh, this week musically when your counterpart, Bruno Mars. I'm leaving the door. Congratulations to Bruno Mars, the first and only artist in gold and platinum five awards. Five diamond, baby. To earn five diamond single awards, RIAA certified. Um, congrats Talking to Bruno. Diamonds. <sighs> but I'm How- waiting for the but. Hit the button. Hit the button. However, <laughs> how does it feel? Right. However, we cannot overlook okay. my man Bruno What he did with now? his influences. You know, the things that, that make him create the music oh, that sure. he does. For sure. And, you well, know. Can we, can we go through the five, what, five songs? Is it five albums or five songs? Singles. Five singles. It's five singles. Five so, singles. Yeah. Five so singles. which were those singles? Leave the Door Open, I take it as one of them? Um, I mean, I would assume. Uh, wait, leave the door open when diamond? No. That quick? No, no, I can't. No, 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 no. No. I refuse to believe that. Probably 24 karat gold. Probably 24 karat magic or whatever it was called. But not, yeah, no, not, uh, not leave the door open. That's just, that song just came out. Yeah. Okay, let's see here. It's uh, just the way you are. Okay. Let's okay. think about these songs. There's just the way they are. Grenade, Uptown Funk, When I Was Your Man, and That's What I Like. That's What I Like was the one? Yeah. Wasn't even 24K? No. Wow. So now here's my, so now we're talking, because we do know Bruno Mars's music is very influenced by black music and black culture. Okay. <laughs> very. <laughs> Right? It's, it's where it's from. It's derived from that. Right? Derived? 100%. That's where it came from. Is it derived, though? What? His, or is it completely just taken and ripped? No. I mean, when you, when you learn a genre, you have to learn how, like, if you're going to play jazz, you've got to learn the jazz notes. If you're going to play blues, you've got to learn the blues notes. If you're going to play reggae, you've got to play within the reggae, right? So, naturally, if you're going to learn from all these different things... You're going to apply them. How right? do you f- Okay. So real quick though, the point I was trying to get to is the five songs though that went diamond. I'd say aside from Uptown Funk, the other four ballads, well, mm-hmm. maybe not what I like. Mm-hmm. That's a bit more poppy. But the other like Just the Way You when Are, I was Grenade, and When I there. Was Your Man. Nope. Throw that right? in there too. Very ballady, mm-hmm. right? Now, would you say that he's culturally appropriating the white ballad with the white music that you know that 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 sound of ballad right that may be like no no i don't because any even if you were to say that that would mean that that was still stolen from black people so black people created the ballad um i would say that okay so, so when you think when you think of a when you think of a song like are you talking about grenade. r&b are you talking about like r&b well when you hear the song grenade Okay. Is that an R&B song to you? I, f- I hear R&B. There's R- I don't hear th- pop. I hear, personally, R&B tones in it. So that, that's because his voice, say, he, he, he chooses to sing with that, with that flavor. Now, uh, the, other, the, the other one, um, Just the Way You Are. Mm-hmm. Does that give off R&B? No. Or like, that one does not. That's you know probably I mean? the only one out of all the ones you mentioned where I'm like, yeah, no, I get more 
uh, so you think you can dance, but white pop, like uh, for sure. What I like, white pop and B. Candles in my hand, baby girl was handed. One hundred percent. Yeah, that flavor is all black, pe- black music, black mm. culture that came from his influence from that. When you hear a song like Grenade, that to me is like a very pop ballad song that you know another white guy could sing. Anybody can sing that joint. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Grenade is a very pop ballad song, and I'd say three out of those five songs, I don't. F- and this is also me defending my guy. He would right? not defend himself though in this situation. If you ask him, who are your inspirations for those songs? He's gonna always point to black artists. All black, like okay. For instance, for me, my whole life is black music, mm-hmm. and even when I look at rock and roll that I used to listen to, yeah, rock and roll is black music still. Yeah. So it all comes back to black music for me. Well, when we're ta- so in the we're same way, about- I feel that's how. Uh, Bruno looks at it too Like there's no way You can get around it Yeah But I I I I can't See it Like For me I'm pretty logical I feel like Mm -hmm. I don't See someone that's Appreciative of all this music And look at Bruno Mars And be like Appropriator You're just stealing From the culture I, I just I personally Don't see that from him Like you know the tune That he did with Damian Marley No Liquor Store Blues No so he has a reggae song with Lickasaur Blues. Mm-hmm. He actually has two joints. Uh, I think another song, um, Our First Night, okay. or Our First Time, and it has like reggae vibes. Mm-hmm. So that's two reggae joints. But then let's remember, he's Hawaiian. Mm-hmm. And reggae culture in Hawaii is huge. Regardless of where you know he's from, saying? if he's influenced, he's influenced. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, I think for black people, a lot of the times it's more so you didn't even mention who influenced you? Mm-hmm. You're just going about it like you've created this, and it's all original thought. Yeah, those are the people I think that black people get mad at. One hundred percent, because that's and that's so, that's worthy of being angry at. Exactly, because like yo, pay homage. But man. What the also, hell? there's that other side where certain um, people from different races take from ins- draw inspirations from uh, black culture and black music. And then get far more successful with their version than the people that originally did it. And so there's disdain there as well that you really can't do anything about. Mm-hmm. The fact that you are, first of all, in a time where more people are streaming, more people are listening to music, more people are live. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And there's way more access to music. And you can't help the fact that you've sold more than the person that inspired what you put together, right? Yeah. So some things I feel like are completely out of your control. You're never going to please everyone. Yeah. But with Bruno, I feel like it's not only that he's also successfully surpassed some of those people in terms of numbers, but also that there's so many mm-hmm. <laughs> in like one song. Watch this. Bruno Mars has the most sued song in the history of music. Oh, wow. Did you know that? Amazing stat. More than thong song? This is the hardest video I've ever had to make. I have never seen so much interpolation in a single song. Uptown, funk you up. Oh, yeah. 100% of the song. Upside the head. Say oops, upside the head. Let on up. We're gonna funk you. Let on up. Upside the head. 
This many interpolations, other people's references and ideas in one. So it's this is a masterclass in interpolation, and that's why this is the hardest video I've ever. You know, I hear all that. I hear all that. If I and did I and that. I knew th- and I knew that when I hear Uptown Funk, I'm like, I listened to Funk. I I wanted to be a pop and locker. Like I've listened to it so much, but I was like, wow, Bruno, you were able to encapsulate the sound of the 70s funk era mm-hmm. and still pull it off in this modern day era where funk doesn't even exist. People don't care for funk. No, I wouldn't say it doesn't exist. It exists, but, but not on enough on a mainstream scale. level yeah. where yeah. like he reintroduced it to a lot of kids that didn't even know what funk was. Yeah, for sure. And, for the, and I feel that's where he was able to capitalize because there's so many people that didn't even know that funk existed until they hear this uptown funk and there's this new generation of people that never bought into funk in the first place because it didn't come out during their time. And now what he did was he encapsulated that same sound and feeling, put it out now, re-released it on some new, hey, here's a new re-release of a, of a funk song that yeah. would be released in the 70s, and then got paid off it. Because you, when you take a formula that's worked and just do it enough where it's not like, oh, this is my thing, but I'm just doing this right now. This is like the the menu. This is the flavor of the month. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I feel like, to me, that's a homage thing. But it's also just smart business. Just knowing that, you know, everything recycles, you know, in 20 years. I so, mean, I can understand it being a great song and stuff like that. But it's definitely not good business when you're sued more than anybody true. ever. Which true. also changes the narrative on if you are an appropriate or not. Mm-hmm. Because if you are this person that pays homage, has respect for those who came before you, do your smart businessman, all these other things, mm-hmm. why are you getting sued from all of these artists? Yeah. That means you no. did not, first of all, you didn't have the blessings. Second of all, you didn't pay for these sounds that you've put together, regardless of how genius it may be. You didn't do your due diligence to go through the proper patterns. Or, or chain of events or whatever needs to be to get this song cleared mm. before you can do it. Which also lets me know that you probably did try and were told no and still put it out. But you know, okay, you know when, you, when you're creating a song and then you're singing a song, you're, you're trying to create and, and, and then you start singing a melody from another song on, mm-hmm. a, on this track. You're like, oh, that works ill. Yeah. Yo, let's find a way. You know, perfect example, Chris Brown. Mm-hmm. Oh, that song's melody sounds great over this beat. Mm-hmm. You remind me of something. I don't know what it. Oh, that's Usher. We all know that. But if he could do it in that manner, take something blatantly, re-put it out there. I don't know if he's asking. He's probably asking permission also because he doesn't want to get sued. But I feel like any person that takes from another song, if that person, the originator of that song, hears it out, they're going to want their money. So for sure... Suing is the only way to go because that will for sure make sure that'll guarantee that you're going to get paid out of this unfortunate situation. So, of course, they're going to sue because they're going to get as much money from this diamond selling song. Mm-hmm. Right. I would expect him to get sued. Right. Why? 
I would expect him to go through the proper channels and get the song cleared before putting it out. But think about it. Like I said, when somebody says, hey, let me try this boom, 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 because remember how they did it in that it song? It doesn't That's matter. Sick. It doesn't matter. And then you do that thinking, oh. Look how many different songs there are. This is not no, some accident. This is by design. This is structured this way on purpose. Mm. Just like that guy said, I've never seen this many interpolations mashed into one song. You don't do that by accident. That's no, going in that's, there, especially when you name the song. For sure, you don't do funk. that. Up, yeah, for sure, you don't do that. On like just by accident, there was it was obviously done on purpose. He took an old because whenever I look at uh, Bruno's catalog, I'm like, man, you know how to take an old formula and redo it. Like he did it with um, "Locked Out of Heaven." That was ripped out of the police's you know whole mm. catalog. He sounded like Sting. You know, I'll put oh, it this yeah, way. Yeah, Watch yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Like, Tory Lanes, right? Arguably, arguably. Everyone would say Chick's Tape is Tory Lane's best work. Mm -hmm. Any Chick's Tape, right? And it's all other people's joints. All other people's joints. Yeah. Jacquees. He doesn't get a whole the, career. Jacquees. Same thing. Perfect example. You can be talented. You can be the most talented person. You can make a song 10 times better. But if it's not you doing it from the original thought, you're always going to get pegged down. For um, me personally, and I, I feel like a lot of people feel that way as well. And you, you don't. For me, it, with Bruno, you don't lose respect because you use other people's work for inspiration, but you just don't get as much respect mm. as other people who are putting out original work. Perfect example: Robin Thicke and Pharrell getting sued for the joint that sounds like Marvin Gaye's joint, mm -hmm. right? I'm 100% they went in going like, oh, I want to join that sounds like Marvin. Yeah, probably. And they made that whole thing like, oh, this has that same vibe, same rhythm, same tonality. Like it's almost identical to the point where the family in the estate was like, yo, really, guys? You're going to do something that sounds like Marvin and not ask us? Or, yeah. You know? And I'm sure that to them, they're like, oh, we thought we were just... Just but you need more than that. You need you know more than mean? that in the court proceedings, though. Because when you get to the court proceedings, it can't just be like, it sounds like. Yeah. You have to have real evidence that, like, exactly. this, this is taken. Like, this, this is chord exactly the same progression right here is the same as this, or these lyrics are the same as this. The cadence is the mm. same, whatever the case may be. So, I, that's the, I think that would be the tricky part is if you do it by accident. Because it's a subconscious thing. Fucking Cisco. Living la vida loca. He didn't like realize. When I copied your, your, your joke and I had no idea that I had seen the joke already. Mm. It was an mm. innocent thing. Yes. But I had really thought this is an original thought. Right. Which right. is why free will does not exist. Mm. I just want to <laughs> point that out to the Joe Budden podcast. That is not a thing. <laughs> free will does not exist. <laughs> Free, I, I talk about this with everything's this predestined, week. guys. It, it's it is to an extent, <coughs> or it's not even just predestined. Everything is influenced by something else. So, to have free will would be to have free thought, and to have free thought would mean you are not regurgitating, copying anything anyone has ever said ever. Mm. <laughs> And if that was My the case, was like, oh, you would free not will. understand English or anything because you only speak your language. You only speak your own <laughs> shit. Like, technically, you shouldn't be able to communicate with anyone. Facts. It should just be English you. English is not free will. Right. Any language you speak is not free will. Someone created that language for you to speak it. And force it upon you to learn. And force it upon you to learn. And now you have to do it. There's no such thing as free will. Mm. Everything is an illusion.
Life is not real. Thank you guys for watching. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why Bruno Mars is a cultural appropriate. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, it's, it, for Bruno, it's a sticky situation um, because, like I said, I've seen him time and time again come out and say, yo, this is not just me. I got to thank the mm -hmm. OJs. I got to thank the Temptations. I got to thank, you know, he just goes down the list. And even with R&B, like when you're asking me about the ballads, like just thinking about where R&B has gone, it's always been a reflection of the times. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like early R and B's, especially in like the seventies. Well, R and B in the fifties sounded Motown, you know that Motown sound. Yeah, but like know? it wasn't. Um, it was still soul, I guess, at the time. Considered yeah, soul. It was. It, this is the thing about it. It was like so. There was a moment where R and B was reflective of what's going on in the world. So like, you had what's going on. You had. Um, a lot of these politically charged R&B artists that were out here not singing about love, mm -hmm. not singing about sex, not singing about relationships. Why? Because we couldn't afford to do that at that time. Mm -hmm. There's too much important, more, way more important shit going on that we got to discuss, right, through the music. The moral compass was high back then, I feel. And then, uh, then when you get further away from that, it gets to um, a more of a family thing. Because now families, black family is starting to really come together and figure life out. Now you're making money. You're, you got a job. You're not facing as much upfront racism in your face. People aren't calling you nigger on road like that anymore. Like life's changing a little bit. You know what I mean? You feel a little bit more free up. And who's been there with you the whole time? Family. So now you hear the family tunes and the barbecue cookout Oh, all these people coming together and we're having a good time songs. Mm. Then late 80s hit. Drugs are heavy. Drugs are out and about. It's just sex. Broken glass everywhere. <laughs> if it ain't about the mother, just don't care. <laughs> like <laughs> pissing, pissing in the elevator. Uh, uh, uh. Is this right? Curtis Blow? No, this is fucking uh, Grandmaster Five. Everybody, everybody the had the same five. cadence then. I, I don't know who's, who's doing like what. Let me wonder. Keep it moving. Um, but yeah, but then you start the to hear the poverty sex. come out into songs. Yeah, that you, too. It, it starts getting a bit more racy, right? A little bit, much more racy. I feel the disco era ushered in a bit more of a okay. Let's let's talk less flower power and good vibes and be like, let's have talk about relationships. Let, let's talk about more uh, psychedelic. Uh, Partying. Yeah, there's definitely an experimental right. period, like late seventies, early eighties, yeah. where it was just whatever. It's like disco it's like just a and bunch of sounds mashed up together. And people's dressing so so different. Yeah, it's like whoa, a lot of expression. And then even like cross dressing and all that stuff. Yeah, like then the lines were so blurred, very blurred. You had women very who uh, it was a fad to grow mustaches, mm -hmm. very light mustaches. It was a thing for men to rock eyeliner and, and lipstick and, and, and nails. Lights and tech, tights, tight. leggings, bell-bottom leggings. Glam rock and, and shit. Yeah, man, yeah. it was a lot of that. And seeing some of the stuff Bruce Lee used to wear even back in the day is like, whoa, Bruce? <laughs> the most, like, wow. <laughs> One of the manliest mans you, you heard of is out here dressing like, I don't know, Lady Gaga? That nigga was doing his thing. It um, really messes with me every time I hear Bruce Lee's name because I'm, I'm like, that's still the last Asian man 
that people wanted to be. No, we that's haven't not had true. one since. That's not true. I mean, at all. now, well, now with BTS and this new. Nah, nah, nah. Wave. Jackie Chan, my nigga. I wanted to be Jackie Chan when I was eight, nine, mm. 10, and 11. I like, I wanted to be Jet Li after I saw Jackie Chan and Jet Li came out, and I was like, oh, this is like the ruder version of mm. Jackie Chan. I get Jet it. Li always you, seemed like the nigga that was like Je- Jackie Chan's evil counterpart. But I get it. It's when you're a kid. But you had adult grown men wanting to take karate and kung fu so they could be oh, yeah. like Bruce Lee. And they want to look like him. Bruce Leroy was a character. Listen, all right? he was because so good, of him. black people the, appropriated Asians. <laughs> Thank you. That's, that's how, how good, good he was. was. Wu-Tang Clan only exists because of that culture of kung fu mixed with the black exploitation movies. So like you had the uh I'll um, tell you what, what there that? would be no stop Asian hate going what on back that, then. Uh, the 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 fucking there's this one movie man it's like really funny. 30, 30, 30. But no, it's an older movie it's like 70s. Um, black people there's karate in it, a lot of karate but it's also stupid funny. The Last Dragon yeah. No, no, no. I'm, I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna find it. Oh. <laughs> you guys keep talking though. I'm gonna find it. No Black exploitation I, film. Well, I, I was gonna say a thought just before we went on that rant, but like, I just feel there has never been an Asian man that people of all walks of life, whether black, white, brown, wanted to actually be like. No one ever wants to be Jeremy Lin. No one ever wants to be Yao Ming. Some people want to be Bruno Mars, but only half of him. You know what I mean? Yep. I see what you mean, but that that's has a lot to has a lot more to do with the World War II propaganda. Oh, one hundred. Than it has to do with anything else because there's so much of their their mo was emasculating Asian men yeah. and emasculating the Asian country as countries plural. Yeah. Um. That that. It, that effect it reverberated across time like to this day i'm convinced that there are girls that still think all asian guys have small dicks uh-uh. which is literally Not literally true. the government put that out as a rumor just to make their own soldiers feel like more of a men than the soldiers that were there yeah so it's like when it, it, that's that type of stuff is as deeply rooted as the wedding ring you know what I mean? Like Dime, when you when you talk about the whole are, proposing yeah. with a wedding ring, propaganda. That's all advertisement that nobody would even remember today, but it's so ingrained in us as fact that it's a it's a prerequisite to being with someone. Yeah. You have to get on one knee. You have to propose. You have to put a ring on. You have to do a wedding ceremony and then you're married. And then to know that's only like a 60 or 70 year old tradition. Like, <laughs> bro, it's shorter than a lot of people who are alive today. Bro, <laughs> some people who are alive today know a time when that was just ridiculous. Yeah, they're like, what? Get on your knees? No, it was literally like, who was left in your village? <laughs> people are buying right. rings, see? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that person's not married yet. Why did you hook up? Yeah. Why did you shack up? And then on top of that, when you look at the origins of marriage itself, yeah. A biz- it's a contract you're yeah. signing. It was this like was for business. It wasn't about not- no ring. It was like, where's your goats? What? You, you got a goat for got me? Got to do with it. Got- yeah, facts. You, you got a cow goats. for me? My village is gonna die. I need some this. sheep, motherfucker. You want my daughter's hand in marriage? Yep. Where are your sheep at? Trust me. So I need me some shaft. Wool. Um, Trouble Man, Willie Dynamite, Black Caesar, The Mac. 
a lot of these black exploitation films had like karate. Some karate. <laughs> Niggas are fighting in a bar, and it's just chops and Chop. kicks, and yeah. it was it, it was a lot of that. And we even had our own Bruce Lee. We had a check. Find out the name of the black Bruce Lee. Type Br- that in on Bruce Google Leroy. Bruce Leroy. Bruce Leroy. That's his name. He's the Last Dragon. Yes. You need to. St- what you need to do. Show enough. Show enough. Yes. You need to uh, sit down and watch that movie with your girl one night. It's so fucking funny, bro. I was watching Black it again. Dynamite. I think that's Black the movie Dynamite. I was trying to remember. Black, Black Dynamite. Dynamite. That's the, with, and, uh, but it, the guy it was from newer. Spawn. It was Spawn. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It was newer, but they made it seem like it was in the seventies. Fucking hilarious. so good, bro. So, so funny. good. So funny. I'm so mad that that's just a cult classic, right? Like that needs. It looks like it would have been a cult classic like back Tang. in the seventies. Yeah, like Pootie Tang, man. See, that's another style. Like black exploitation cover art is another style of art that I love. Like I the love aesthetic, it. Yeah. just like how I love pen and pixel shit. That style. They're is still just doing so this iconic. to this day. They, yeah, they, that's some. That's in the, the Avengers posters right there. Right, right, right. Literally, make one huge figure, then surround it with the rest of the cast that tells the story. What was that movie with all the uh, action superheroes in one movie? Oh yeah, um, uh, with. Yeah, the whatever. Oh, Space Jam? No. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Oh, Expendables? The Expendables. Oh, fucking trash. Fucking terrible. <laughs> horrible, horrible, horrible movie. Oh, Wasn't Arnold God. in it for like one second? Like he popped his head in and he was like, hey guys, okay, here's your mission. And it never came out. I don't know. I fucking left that movie. Oh, yeah. Show enough. Show enough. Yeah. That's a that I love seeing people dressed as that for Halloween. Yeah, yeah. I see that every year. Um, Buster Rhymes. Speaking of show enough, <laughs> Buster Rhymes. What I'm not even gonna get into that, man. It's a, it's a conversation we've had. It's old, as old as, excuse me, time. Ghostwriting. Can you be top five? Oh, okay. That whole bullshit. I'm, I'm not even gonna entertain that anymore. Um, what else happened this week? Ah, yes, this girl faked her pregnancy until the very last day. Yep, oh. you read that correct. She had a gender reveal party. Yep, here's a video. Look at that. That's the face of a psycho. That girl. So she, tri- no one knew that she was pregnant. So dude, dude must have been talking to her for a month, right? Stops talking to her. Homegirl chases him down. On, on everything he has and tells him she's pregnant, right? Dude does what he's supposed to do, steps up, family kicks in, starts buying stuff for the baby, giving her money, all this other stuff. Um, she wouldn't let nobody touch her stomach. She wouldn't let anybody see her stomach. And um, allegedly, homegirl had a, a fake belly, a prosthetic stomach from Amazon. And her boyfriend caught her in the ninth month taking it off. Yeah. And her aunt was in on it, which is why everybody else was like, not too pushy about the whole stomach thing. Because I'd have been like, what you mean we can't see your stomach? Be, pregnant women be touching their stomach all the time, want you to see how big they are, how big they're getting. They don't mind you putting your ear to the stomach and listening. Like, what are all those moments? As a, especially as the guy, like I don't know if they were dating still or what. No, they, you said they broke up and she that got him back. Well, together. they never really broke up and they never really were go, together. But yeah, she goes. Like they were on dating him. for a month yeah. and then it just didn't work out. He wasn't feeling her, so they 
just stopped talking. It wasn't like, you're my girlfriend for a month. It was like, I met you. We talked for a month. I had sex with him a couple of times. And then I move on because it's, it's not for me. And then now a girl comes and says, yeah, I'm pregnant for your baby. Organize a gender reveal party, all this other stuff. So, okay. When she did this gender reveal party, this is like, he didn't know at this point. <laughs> Anyone that knows these two women, be advised the first pic, first picture about fake being pregnant by my son for nine months, stalked him down and came to our house lying about her entire life. This girl bought and wore a fake belly from Amazon, wore it for nine months, had a gender reveal, hired a photographer, framed and made a 3D ultrasound she found off Google. The center of the gender reveal, my son found the belly, we confronted her, now she's playing victim. I mean... How do you play victim on that? How do you say, how do you say, but, but... I'm the victim here for lying to you he for tried, nine months. He tried to go to appointments and everything, and she wouldn't allow him to go to the doctor with her. She would never let anyone see or touch her belly either. Even my cousin, the father, as shown in the third slide, that is her response when asked why nobody could see or touch her baby bump. So he respected it, and no, he never seen her belly to know if she was lying or not because they were not in a relationship or messing around, so there's no reason he would see her undressed. She then printed someone else's ultrasound, off the internet to use as her own. She even had a photo shoot with the fake pictures as shown in the first slide. They had a gender reveal that was packed out by family and friends where she had even faked revealing the gender. As it's not even about money, my family and many others spent, bought so much for this non-existent baby. It's sad. She finally got caught taking the belly off. For nine months, she was wearing a fake belly as she bought off Amazon as shown in the sixth slide. And to top it off, her aunt has been helping her the whole time and condoning this type of behavior. I can't get front though, man. To hold up a nine Bro, month that, that is method acting on a different level. Let's say, just give I, it up. Hats off to you, girl. Somebody hired this woman. Heath Ledger couldn't yeah. pull that off. R.P. My dog. Hey, man. Ashton Kutcher, move aside, man. Listen, this motherfucker got punked. Okay, Leonardo like, de what? <laughs> that Capio? No, because this is the truth right here. Wow, that that was like nine months covering up that big of a lie. What's your end goal? Did you think that? You were going to find a baby in that time? Like, were you trying to look for, like, a newborn on the black market that you just bring home? You and know, I, I was going to say, like, I, I, I know it's a bad comparison, but you, you know that story of, that you hear that other story of the girl that just gave away her baby after, after she gave birth to it and left it yes, with Yes, I was woman? just about to bring that up. And I'm just like, you have one woman on one side lying about having a baby and another one that had one but just Imagine they gave met. it away. It would have been the Imagine perfect Shorty marriage, was bro. at that Burger King and just fucking was like, I'll take the baby. She's like, thank you. Oh, yes, I'll take the baby. Yeah. Like but then I would have, as the father, would have been like, you had a whole fucking baby, didn't call me to the hospital, nothing. I would ask for DNA test. At some point, you're caught. At some point, you're caught. There's too much, there's too much weird shit happening. Yeah, where really I can't did you think stomach? it was going to go? At what point did you think... This is gonna last forever. You can my get girl away at least fake a miscarriage. Ah, uh, fake a miscarriage. At least, nope. like I said, this is my thing. You had an out. You could have said I had a miscarriage. It's done. But do you know that this is the only way you can hang on to this nigga? Because like they said, they weren't dating. They were in a relationship. So there's no reason he would see her undressed. This is the only way she could hold on to this man. Are you that obsessed that you're not even getting dick? Attention, love, or any of that from this guy. He's just in your life as the father of this child that does not exist. And you don't at any point say, all right, maybe this is, 
Maybe this is enough. But I, I wonder if it, <laughs> I feel like it might be addicting the, the, the pregnant attention. I think pregnant attention is a thing. Yeah. I think it's a thing yeah. because I Cause, think cause they some people get, coddle you, people take oh. care of you. The you know they're they're there for your beckoning. Think Aunt Viv on yeah. <laughs> when she was pregnant on Fresh Prince. And I mean, like this is the thing. I don't want to uh, undervalue the amount of pain, um, mental fortitude that you need, especially when you're pregnant. Um, it's not an easy thing to do. No. It's not something you just pull no. off. So like I don't no, no. see I don't think people are just doing it because like oh I'm gonna get taken care of because yeah you're getting taken care of but God's also taking care of you too <laughs> God is making right. sure you are going through it your body is shifting organs moving feet swelling can't mm. see your pum pum for three months like <laughs> it's it's not a game it's not a game and so to do that just for pregnant attention is super nuts but I do think it's a thing. I do think there are some people doing it. I'm trying to look at like the bright. You know me. I, I want to find the bright side in all this. I try to find a silver lining. And I shit. God bless. <laughs> I think God bless. I'm also looking at home homeboy. Like am I idiot? How how am dumb I and gullible were you to allow that happen for nine months? No, you can't Maybe. even say you were blinded by pum pum because you, you never weren't even hit. getting it. You never hit again. Means the box was trash and you still fell for this? Nah, brother. That's why a part of me is like, you kind of, I know what happened to you, but. That's why you can't believe you it. You partially allowed it to happen and get this far. If you had enough self respect for yourself. Wait, wait, hold on. We can't forget we're in a new era right now. It's kind of. In the 90s, yeah. I don't think she gets away with this. I think misogyny kicks in. <laughs> Yeah, he gets real disrespectful. Asks for a DNA result, touches the stomach, something. Yeah, something. Yeah. But in a time where, listen, you get at one slight, and she doesn't. She look just by that video alone, you know she's loud and rowdy. Yeah, hundred percent. Loud and rowdy, just from that gender reveal video alone, I was like, yo, that's a lot. So, <laughs> if she's willing to go through that. To lie about that. I saw a, a screenshot the other day where a girl said, I'm going to tell everybody you raped me. They're going to believe me, not you. So are you going to go out with me now or, or what are we doing? What? Bro, they're weaponizing this shit. That now. happens in real life. How? Oh, they're weaponizing I, this I, shit. It's, it's, it's been happening, but I'm seeing it a lot more as of recent. Because they know that they have Twitter on their side. They know they have social media on their side. That's why a lot of men you see so like free I'm free upon the internet them, them time I know. Because all it really takes, I'm telling you, it, I, I've thought about this time and time again. I don't know if someone comes out and lies about me about something, how I convince people that they're lying. Yeah. The, you're guilty until proven innocent in especially social media world these days because the jokes are way better than facts. the facts yeah. the mix-up mm. is better than the facts yeah. and on top of that people have denied victims who were telling the truth for so long that now they're on the opposite side we're gonna mm. believe them no matter what until it's proven that they're lying yo and I so that on top of that remember the whole kevin hart thing that happened right 
with the whole, oh, he cheated on his wife or whatever because they saw him get in the back of a car. Half those people didn't see the apology. Half those people didn't see that, the changed behavior. Half those people didn't say all these different things. And so you just have that. So if someone comes out on the internet and says A about you, and they don't come back on the internet for about a month, two weeks, whatever. They're not average internet users. They still think A about you, regardless of what you might have done in that time right. to rectify and show your true character. That was the one impression they were left with. That's it. That's all, that's all they have to work with. Headline culture, too? Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Niggas ain't reading shit. Mm. All they read is the, the, the clickbait headline that got you to click it, that didn't have the full facts in it because it just needed to be as grandiose as humanly possible. 140 characters is all you need. <laughs> bro, so it's, it's scary times, bro. It's scary times, man. Hey, you remember, do you remember do that what movie? Patrice said and keep your receipts all throughout oh, the day. bro. <laughs> keep your receipts with the times all throughout the day and so you can just backtrack where you were. Cause hey. you, re you remember that movie, uh, The Crush with Alicia Silverstone, the girl from Clueless? I've, I know who Alicia Silverstone is, but I don't know The Crush. So this was her first breakout movie after all the Aerosmith music videos. Okay. Okay. And she's a, and I, when I was watching this with my girl the other day, I was like, oh man, this movie, I feel like couldn't happen in this day and age. Cause first and foremost, it's the story of a 14 year old high school girl that tries to seduce this older man. Oh God. Yeah. Right, and then she goes through all this shit to like def like to defame him and like just to so uh, very swim fanish. Yes. Yeah, yes. right. And then puts him. It's one of those classic stalker movies. A classic stalker movie, but like a young teenage girl doing it to an older man and seeing what she could do to ruin this guy's exactly. life. And it, I'm like, damn, this is a 1994. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that happens now. But with the internet by their side. Listen, Emmett Till. You know what I'm saying? That's all I'm going to say. Emmett Till. Emmett Till. It's been happening. All right? But to have, that, but I'm saying to have it now with the whistled. internet. That's all he did. Whistle. And then we found out that was a lie. How long? 60 years later? What was it? When, on her deathbed? On her deathbed? What? 80 years later or some shit like that? I don't know why they always do that on the deathbed. Because it's too late. They don't give a fuck. They, they're, they're freeing their yeah. own souls. Yeah, yeah it's just... It's ego. It's ego. They're freeing their own souls. They want to go to heaven, Norm. It's like that dude that created Ritalin, and when, before he died, he's like, I just, you know, that shit was just boredom before I created Ritalin and, and social anxiety disorder. Listen, God, you know. God, only God knows if it's a revelation or if it's a rectification, mm. if that's a real word. Because it's either you're just trying to make amends before you go... So that it's like, yo, at least I did, I, I did it. Or it's, yo, I'm about to go. Like, I can't leave like this. Like, this is weighing on my heart. And God, this is my ticket in, right? <laughs> there's, there's, see, there's a difference between those two things. So it's like, I, I don't know. I can't, I can't take any of that shit for face value, man. Just be, just be out here. Be a good person, man. Be a good person. Just be a good person, man. <laughs> I really, nice. I really thoroughly believe if you continue to just try and do good things, try to keep a positive attitude, good things will continue to happen to you, man. Good things will continue to happen to you. Bad things don't happen to you, they happen for you. That ass. They happen for you. And a lot of people have this mindset of life happening to them, man. That's why some of y'all walk around here miserable for every little fucking thing. Any minor inconvenience, your whole day ruined, whole week ruined, month ruined. 
because you think life's happening to you, man. Just learn and move on. Learn, right. adapt, and move on. Mm -hmm. It's the only thing you can do. Dwelling in negativity is just is pointless. It's pointless. There's really nothing to it. Especially when you, like, I practice gratefulness without even trying to. Like, there's times I'll be looking around my house like, this is mine. This is crazy. Or I'll be sitting at home like, oh, I could have been at work today. Thank God I have the day off. Like, yeah. little things, man. Little things. There's so much to be grateful for in this life. You know, with that being said, though, like, I know there's a lot of people that have been beating themselves up amidst this pandemic. Definitely. Really just, like, leaving bad messages in their brain. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm guilty of it, too. The amount of, like, I've been trying my best to eradicate the word or the phrase, you're a piece of shit, out of my mental vocabulary. Mm -hmm. The amount of times I've said, ah, oh, you fucking piece of shit, Norm. I need to, like, I, I realized when someone was like, hey, man, you know, that was like the fourth time I've heard you say that in, like, this little chill-out period. Mm -hmm. Like, and it was over small things. Oh, you dropped a letter. Ah, you piece of shit. He's like, too hard. That's that's not a. He's like, that's unhealthy, bro. That's that's like, is that the re positive reinforcement you want to give yourself? That's not even positive. It's facts. I was like, oh shit. I, is I that do the, say, is that know? what you would want to hear from someone else? Exactly. And, and you know what I mean? You know, because I never really had someone to hold me accountable growing up. Because I always had, you know, my father wasn't around. I didn't really have like, I have old people hold me accountable like that because they didn't feel like they had that authority over yeah. me. So they, you know, I had uncles. I'd be like, hey, don't do that. But they would stop at a certain point because they're like, ah, but you're not my son, so I can't tell yeah. you. Um, there was a point where I'm like, I just, I was looking for somebody to say, no, you're bad. That's wrong. Yeah. And tell me if I was doing it right or wrong because I just needed to know because I never knew if I was doing shit right or wrong. So I think, like, I became that to myself. I'm like, no, you're doing bad. Yeah. Do better. Da -da -da. Nah. And I created this voice in my head and and I didn't know that, it was there until somebody had to point it out and say, Created hey, man, just, habit. you need to start saying more positive things to yourself, even if it's just a small thing that you say in passing. And I, when I really sat back and listened to the things I said in conversation or whatever, I didn't realize there was this underlining, like, negative tone I was speaking yep. to myself in. And only now, since, since coming to that uh, understanding... Mantras are huge. And e even like when I teach my nephew or like we come up with a mantra before he goes to bed and say it three times, I'm like, shit, I don't, I only I started don't do doing this. this for my nephew. Yeah. Now I'm doing it for myself, but it's like, it really took, you know, caring for another person to care for myself. A lot of times it is you know? that way. Yeah. A lot of times it is that, especially for guys in relationships. Like, mm -hmm. It's, like it's, we were saying, like now, now you can't play video games for seven exactly. hours because you got a girl around. Exactly, <laughs> you got to be responsible, and it's just it's someone holding you accountable, man. It's for me, it's it's like I remember I used to always joke around that I'm broke. Always be the first. I wanted to be the first person to say I'm broke before anybody could call me out on being broke. Yeah, and I crack little jokes on myself and all this other stuff. And the moment I, I remember somebody told me you should stop doing that. I see you do that on Twitter a lot, and stop like you don't understand how powerful that is and what you're doing to yeah. yourself and i'm just like all right i'll stop and i guarantee you, once i stop doing that i swear to you life started changing <laughs> and like bro i be saying things to myself positive reinforcement for shit that doesn't even need to be positive reinforcement i be playing the ass intern he sees me on twitch yes. i get one mediocre kill i'm like i'm a fucking boss are you stupid 
like these are the things I say to myself. Yeah. Or if I like, I can bro, I can catch something falling off the counter and be like, I'm Spider Man. I'm the greatest. <laughs> I'm a genius. Or I figure <laughs> my girl, her, she has mad necklaces, right? And so they get tangled up sometimes. And like trying to figure it out is like a fucking breaking a code. Mm. But when I get it done, I'm like, I'm a fucking genius. Mm. It, 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 and I'm not a no. genius. There's no genius required for that. Bro. But bigging myself up just feels good. Listen, I know for a fact when we play basketball, you're going to dust me. But that's not going to stop me from telling you, I'm going to fuck your shit up, bro. Exactly. You cannot dust me on the court. You're going down. And that'll work because I, I will fuck. not think if you tell me, yo, you're going to fucking destroy me, I swear to God, all my skills go up plus 10. <laughs> a man tells me that, I go up to plus 10. When I'm around people, excuse me, when I'm around people who I know, they already think I'm funny and are waiting for funny from me. I can fire them off. No problem. Everything's funny. But if I'm around people I know, it takes a little bit more to impress. I, I, keep, I, I don't throw out as much jokes. Yeah. I'm not putting up as much shots. Yeah. I'm keeping it, you know, I'm a low volume shooter. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get in where I can. Especially when it's people you admire. You're like the least funniest person in the world for no reason at all. Hey man, around my whole crew of comics, I do not crack jokes. It's hard. Like, I'll be the weed guy, man. Let me just be the guy to laugh. I actually like being spectator around. See, but guys. you got to get your mind frame into, nah, I'm funnier than all these guys. And that oh, funny wow. will come out. It will come out because it's there. You, I know I let that speak on stage. Because mm. my whole thing is, I, don't, I never liked being the guy to say it. I just want to be able to leak, come off stage and feel in the room. Nah, you got to say are it. just like, oh, you got to say fuck. it too. Right? Just like we were talking about just a while ago, revisionist history these days. People will rewrite your story and you can't allow them, man. Yeah. You cannot, I got to give them constant reminders of I am this person. I just seen uh, We Love Hip Hop talking about the Toronto wave dying, saying that they think the Toronto wave is dying and like, of man's like for y'all and stuff like that like you don't even really see too much like things happening and yada 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 which is for me not true if you see what for y'all's doing killing doing it great. killing it especially the merch game <laughs> bodying it podcast game bodying it like they're killing it right shout out to my niggas um but there is these moments where just look at this just a little bit of uh, fallback we'll have people saying yeah the wave's gone I think Toronto had their time I think it's over Pressa is just about to blow up just now what are you talking about you know what I mean Toronto's wave is still there it's just not as prevalent because we're one of the only cities in North America still in fucking lockdown okay you know, I think it's, it's past that I think we've been creating dope shit for so long that we're so used to it now that we think that nothing's gone in <laughs> like we're so used to the excellence that we think that whatever we're seeing is not that excellent anymore. Mm. And that's fine. All it takes is someone to do something different. And then everybody's going to jump on it again. Right. It, realistically, people just get bored with the same mediums. It's not that you think that the wave's gone. It's that yeah. you're used to the wave. And, and let's, we can't discredit the Raptors run and that's tie 
to the city and the scene being as happy and, and as flourishing as it was. They're not even in the city right now. They're not even in the city. They're not in the playoffs. That energy is not here. That energy doesn't exist anymore. We, we have, For the past our, two years, it hasn't existed. Bro, did we, we made playoffs last year. True. We, so this year is going to be the first year, but we weren't here. Yeah. We're in the right. bubble. Made, didn't make playoffs at all this year, but we weren't even here. So that whole energy that we get from, and I keep telling people, y'all don't understand how important sports are. Yeah. And how much, how much does Banna, you know, not being around affect the culture it's in the fuck scene? Banna, food festivals. Food Banna, festivals. Rib fest, Afro bro. fest. All I'm, types of shit. Bear fest. Like, rib fest. Oh, my God. Oh my Speaking God. of which, you sing beer fest, and I thought you said bear? Mm. Bear, bear fest. fest. Sounds like a sick <laughs> fest to happen in turn. Like, y'all come to bear fest. Yo, bear fest happening still. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the first annual bear fest. <laughs> we have Lollapalooza over here, Coachella over here. <laughs> it's bear fest, though. Um, bear fest. But yeah, just keep creating. Keep, keep being positive. Mm. Keep just doing your thing, especially with the sun coming out right now. Listen. We'll always be on a wave. Don't get it twisted. We are the wave. Fuck on a wave. We are the wave, man. Like, Drake just won decade of the, artist of the decade. Artist of the decade. Weekend won 10 awards in one night. Swept all of his categories. We are the wave. We are the fucking wave. You guys just need to realize that and get accustomed, grow used to it, whatever you got to do, man. We here. Thank you guys for tuning in another week. Another one. I'm Marlon. I'm Norm. And that was the extra gravy. Scoop, scoop. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.